Radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Them were Bobby Womack. No, no, neither of them were Bobby Womack. Yeah, so neither of Womack and Womack are Bobby Womack. 
No, what are their first names then? Um, well, it's his, I think it's his brother. I'm Wh- going to say... Uh, or won't he? We just don't know. Not Willie Womack. Uh, hello? 20% off all flies and leaves. What the hell? Samantha Womack. And I think, and yes, and I think that the man Womack is his brother. I'm going to say, I was going to say Robert Womack, but then that would be Bobby Womack. Nick Womack. Incorrect data. Okay. The woman in it. You just said Samantha. No, she's not. Samantha, what? That's what Samantha Janus is called now. You can't. Listen, here's the thing, guys. Once you're famous, you can't change your name. Mrs. Womack is called Linda. That's my mum's name. Yeah. Is my mum in Womack and Womack? Turns out. Footsteps on a dance floor. Is she married to Cecil? Could be. Could be. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Dear listener, welcome to the Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee, and you are... Catherine Boyle. If you phone up tonight, you, you'll, the phone will be answered by one of two people. It could be Worky Dylan, or it could be Lady Alex. We just don't know. If you're phoning up, if the phone gets answered by Worky Dylan... Caller, you get five points. If the phone is answered by Lady Alex, caller, you get ten points. It's a game. And at the end of the show, we tot up the scores, and the caller with the most scores is the winner. 0344 499 Let's go to Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Alan's not... Alan's yeah. not called in. What? What the hell? Did he not get the memo? Al- Alan? Did anyone get the memo? Alan's not called in. He's not the first caller of the night. Why? Why, Alan? Why? Why are we playing sexy music to... Entice him. Ah, yes. Alan! Boobies, Alan! Boobies! Cheese! Cheese on boobies, Alan! Oh, no, stop it. I would. That's the only time I would incorporate food into the bedroom. As you know, I'm not a fan of food in the bedroom... Um, but cheese, a nice bit of grated cheddar on a boob? No. I'm in. I prefer a water, water biscuit. I'm in. Um, Alan's not called in. That, the only, the only thing I can think is, he's dead. So tonight's show is, uh, tonight's show is dedicated to the memory of, uh, Alan Caddick. Alan, where, uh, wherever you are in spirit world, our thoughts, are with you and we wish you um what are the not the egyptians who were the valhallians they were the vikings the vikings would say a prayer to send the spirit onto valhalla mm. which is their their equivalent of the fantasy world heaven um so tonight's show is a prayer of sorts in an attempt to speed on alan caddick's horny spirit as we send it to Valhalla. I mean, the other possibility is yep. he's fallen asleep. That's a possibility. One, I, I suggest it's higher. I bet he's got bloody coronavirus, isn't it? Oh no, don't. I bet Alan's got bloody corona. I think it's trust probably, Alan to get corona. I think it's probably very tiring being Alan Caddick. You'll never guess who's got corona. Is it Caddick? Yeah, you guessed. It was obvious. Um, so, but by the way, this will be, uh, according to um, Boris Johnson's speech earlier today, this is the new national anthem. Come around May or June time. I've never heard that bit before. No, that's a bit scary, isn't it? We're, 
we are all, I don't want to cause panic. My job as a radio host is to quell panic. But we are all screwed. We are all getting the old CV. We are all getting the old CV, dear listener. It's happening, man. It's happening. Hyde Park will be a morgue. Stop it. It will be. Oh, Catherine, the voice of reason. Well, you know what will happen. What? People will believe you. Yeah, good. Well, people, I mean, people believe... Wash your hands. Dirty devils. Well, you wash your hands singing Happy Birthday twice. And my, our friend Scott said, well, that takes ages. So I quick, simply said, we'll just sing it quicker. Is he singing the Whitney Houston version? <laughs> um, I have, I went, I used a public toilet tonight at London Bridge Station. How did that work out for you? It wasn't like the old days, let's just say. I have never seen men queuing to wash their hands before. Men were queuing to wash... Oh, hang on, is, that, is, this, is this new bit of the funeral march? What's this? It's the beginning of the Phantom of the Opera, isn't it? Oh, no. Amen, Lord Jesus. Oh! <laughs> Here's the thing. Why do they make organ music so scary? That's like when you hear, like, a TV theme, um, like, on a record instead of in the theme, and you go, oh, there's a middle eight. It's like, um, the professionals has got, like, a whole instrumental bit. How does the professionals go? It goes like that. Mm -hmm. But then there's like a whole... And there's a waka 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 in the background, That's Pac-Man you're thinking of. Mm. Then there's a whole bit that you just don't know. You don't know anymore. But anyway, it's just, I'm bored of that music now. Now, um, Ricky Hales says number doesn't even work. Jesus wept like Now, it baby. may be that he's pressing it wrong. He's pressing it wrong. He's pressing it wrong. With his newly washed hands. We haven't given out the number. How can you know the number? We haven't given out the number, have we, Sharon? Sharan. You... I have it shaved on my phone, though. He's got it shaved on his phone. Gosh. Wait, shaved on your phone? Shaved, not Sh shaved. Oh, sorry, I thought you said shaved. You actually said shaved. Okay, but we haven't given the number out yet. So, Ricky... What's his name? Ricky Wilson from the Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. Idiot. The, the number... Because the number's working, because Sharan has got through. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand, and for those who missed it, here it is again. I know what you've done. What? I know what you've done. What? Tonight from ten, me and Flipping Kath will oh, fanny about a national radio station. Imagine, yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one hundred. Well, add an extra zero to it. Add an extra zero to it. Oh, I've got to play something, but I can't play it while we've got a kid on the line, and we probably have to leave a decent gap between kid call... And bedtime. And, think, and bedtime. In, so we have to play it after half past ten when the kids are in bed. The kids are all right. We're seeing the who soon. Yeah. No? You do realise I listen to your radio show all the way till one o'clock. No, you don't. Because what we do yes, is we do. do what we do what shopkeepers did in the early 2000s, is after half past we play like a really high-pitched whistle that only kids and dogs can hear and it makes them switch off. And you know that is the case. It is as well. See, I can't hear anything now. Neither can I. Kath, could you stop talking, please? 
Kath's, Kath talking. Is it true that James Max on his early morning pre-breakfast breakfast show... Live life to the max. ...does a feature called Mad Max, where he does a rant for 15 minutes about something? Because if he does, that's genius. <laughs> that... He, I'm, I'm surprised it took him so long. But also, but, but, doesn't but, everyone do a run for 15 minutes? <laughs> but but he, he should call his Mad Max 3 um, Beyond the, the Thunderdome. Thunder <laughs> <laughs> ah, Two yes! men enter, one man leaves. What's that? That's what happens One called Michael, one called Steve's. <laughs> Sharam, what, what would you like to um, add to this already excellent show? You said we're all screwed, but the, we're not. Really? Go on. Even if we get the virus, we're still all okay because most of the people who got the virus and died yeah. are either old, yeah. have weak immune systems, or mm. had pre-existing yeah. conditions. I like old people, and I've got some in my family, and I don't want them to die. So yeah, we're all Let's protect them till we're not all screwed. Yeah, but I will be screwed. Shut up! Not us. I wish the young people were. I, I like old people. My mum is an old person. I don't want my mum... Mm, inheritance, though. No, I don't want my mum to die! So, yeah, we're screwed! Then, not all of us, just her, then. So, That's literally, coronavirus will just kill off my mum? This guy sounds like he's looking forward to it. Nanny Linda? Is This guy wants Nanny Linda dead? What a scum... You're a scumbag! Get off my show, you absolute piece of trash! Monster. Did you hear that guy phone up and threaten my mum? Mm -hmm. Phone up and threaten Nanny Linda. Wow. Wow. That's outrageous. What, what did she do? Well, actually, she bit me once. You deserved it. No. Did you know about this? So, we had a cat called Toby uh, when I was very, very young. And Colour, I was a, please. Size. Uh, it was a black moggy. Usual. Biggin? Standard. Biggin? Standard. All right. Standard size, Toby. And we had him from when I was about three or four till we moved when I was 11 and he got run over and he died and we all went to Macari's in Maidenhead to have a coffee and a hot chocolate with whipped cream on top because we were all distraught and so at the top of the stairs one day when I'm four or five I put Toby's paw in my mouth and I bit him and then I chucked Toby down the stairs <gasps> my mum says why did you do that why did you bite him I said, he put his paw in my mouth. She grabbed my arm. She grabbed it at the wrist and at the elbow. And she took, she bit and she took a lump out of my arm. No, she, she took, didn't take a lump She out. took a lump out of my arm. She took that woman. I'm, I'm with Sharam, let's kill her. That woman took a lump out of my arm. I never bit anybody or anything ever again. That's not true. I've seen you biting things. Sorry? Mm. What have I bitten that Sam you've seen? Sandwiches. Sa I bite sandwiches, obviously. Well, don't tell lies. Well, I don't... I mean, like, living things. Sandwiches... Are, where's your problem? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number... Um, oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Um, let's go to uh, Dean. Good evening, Dean. Good evening to you, Ian and Kat as well. Mm. Hello, Dean. Um, my, 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 both my, my favourite uh, radio presenters. 
Anyway, bumlick, you bumlick. <laughs> you up, you massive, massive bumlick. So Sorry, can you just take your tongue out of my, my backside because I'm finding it difficult to sit down. Are you? You got a boil on your bum? No, he bloody hasn't. Go on, Dean, what can we do for you? <laughs> Why is he finding it hard to sit down? You missed a bit about... You missed it because you were talking. Yes, go! I, I rang up to say... Um, well, first of all, to see if the lines are working... I fell for that one. The lines are working. That guy, Ricky, is a scumbag and a piece of trash. And oh, when yeah, he phones up, we're going to hang up on him. Away. Oh, jeez. Well, I, I, forgot, I forgot. So I got five points. You got five points for Dylan, ten points if Lady Alex answers the phone. Yeah, I got five points anyway. Okay. So, anyway, um, I'm really actually to uh, share something with you, which is rather bizarre. Um, I'll be the judge of that. I went to hospital today um, because I uh, have a, um, a condition. At night time where my throat collapses, yeah? Uh, you hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. Now, I have to say, for legal reasons, I'm no doctor anymore since they withdrew my medical licence. It turns out if you buy it online, it doesn't actually qualify you as a doctor. I found <laughs> out, well, some of my patients found out the hard way. May God rest their souls. And I can't say any more because I'm... I... Shut up, Dean! Can't okay. say any more. Uh... Shut your face! I can't say any more because their families are currently um, suing me. But there is no such condition that at night time your throat constricts. That doesn't exist. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. No. I've got a machine. Uh, no, I've got, I've got a machine as well. Proper medical name, please. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, a, a form of um, apnea. No, apnea is no, no. Apnea oh. is when you apnea is when you uh, can't fall asleep. No, that's not. Uh, yes, it is. is when you, you you sleep during the day and you don't breathe properly at night. No, it's not. Apnea is when you can't fall asleep. No. Yes. Nope. Yes, it is. <laughs> Are you telling the man what's got it, what he's got? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I'm a qualified doctor as well, so... <laughs> Bull shine. And let's just say, let's just say, Dylan's world is about to get a whole lot weirder. Alan Caddick's calling <laughs> in. Good luck, Dylan. Yeah, um, it's a miracle. Okay, so um, you've got this made-up fictional disease. Okay. I went, so, to, I went to the hospital. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, to the respiratory clinic. Yes. Um, and I was sat in the, the waiting room... And I was the only person in there. Then all of a sudden, like, they must have got these people from somewhere. Yes. And filled up the room, chock-a-block. I mean, there must have been 40 people in this actors. little waiting room. Actors. Actors. And they were actors that were brought... This well, guy doesn't listen! Got the virus, then doesn't... All got are, your there, ears, are your ears working? What? Exactly. There you go. Yes, yes they are, Ian. Well, then how come when I'm talking, you don't shut up? Okay, sorry. So Still you probably, you could hear me talking? Uh, I can now, yeah. Could you hear me talking when you didn't shut up? No. I think you've got um, arse apnea. <laughs> no, ear apnea, which is when your <laughs> mouth is open, your ears close. Actually, I wear two ear aids, um Pardon? I wear two ear aids. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah, I think you need... Can we have a whip round and get this guy some new batteries? <laughs> yes. We've had this conversation before. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. We haven't. Yes. Why are you siding yeah, with? Why are you siding with a very rude man? I'm siding with the doctor. I'm, I told you, I'm not a doctor anymore. He is. Okay, he's not a doctor. 
What an aw- tonight's show was supposed to be zippy and zappy and full of vim and vigor, and instead. Go on, because I want to play a, a woman from 1950 taking LSD. So, but but we'll get to that in a minute. Go on. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. Dean, thank you very much for your call. Oh three four four. He's right. That was a weird story. It was a very, very weird story. Um, Alan Carrick knows the winners of the Grand National. Alan. Carrick bashes off to every big brother. Bum, 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 bum. Hello, Alan. Hey, but I'm not happy. What? How? First of all, how are you communicating with us from beyond the grave? I am not dead. Moment of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Oh, look at you with the old Mark Twain's. So when, when do you, do you, what is wrong with everyone tonight? Why will no one shut up when I'm talking? I'm doing the shtick. I'm doing the shtick. I'm the shtick man. I'm the shtick man. I'm doing the shtick, not these jabronis. Do you have a message for anybody here on the physical realm? Why didn't you call me back? Why did you put me straight through to the new, from the new guy in the phone room? Why did we put you straight through from the new guy in the phone room? Um, uh, Alex and Dylan, why did you put him through from the new guy in the phone room? Dylan? <laughs> yeah, you're right to cry. You're right, he's crying. That's a, that's a, that's a child crying. Well done. Yeah, go on. <laughs> We tried to call him back, and he was already calling. Look at you two, thick as thieves. Turn your mic. You can hear those two giggling and s- smoking and drinking. They've got a bottle of scotch out there, which Dylan brought in. <laughs> a bottle of scotch. Is it Jack Daniels? No, it's uh, Famous Grouse. Um, my dad, dad likes Bell's whiskey. Your dad's a Bell what? No, my dad like Bell's whiskey. Oh, okay. Is that like Bell's palsy? Do you know what Bell's palsy is? Never heard of it. I know what it is. Go on, Catherine. Family member of mine had it. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. She was only a kid as well. Woke up one morning, one whole side of her face didn't move. Mm. Which, here's a trivia question for you, fam. Which famous British radio personality famously had a famous case of the famous Bell's palsy? Alan? Which little bird came from ITN? Who? Which little bird came from ITN? Was he a radio presenter? He didn't know the ten. Yeah, I know exactly. That's why I said radio presenter, Catherine. Um, Tony Blackburn. Incorrect. Alan, back to you. Uh, Alan Freeman. Back to you, Catherine. Hmm. Uh, Diddy David Hamilton. Back to you, Alan. Kenny Edwards. Back to you. Do you know the answer to this, Alex? I'll give you a clue. It's a him, and you've worked with him, I think. I think. What's that in the background? I'll tell you. Are you watching a bluey? No, my mum's downstairs. Your mum's watching. She's doing what? She's watching Doctor Who downstairs. Very, very loud. We'll let you get on with it. We'll let you get on with it. Nick Abbott. Oh. That bell's palsy. 
Okay, I was expecting a bigger reaction to that. Okay, well, it's just, you know, moderately interesting. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about small pleasures. I had a great, a great moment today. It was freezing cold coming into work. Coming to work really early because I was doing a really nice um, job where I got to meet Ellis James. He's a Welsh comedian. I think he's fab. And his partner is Izzy Sooty, who I've um, interviewed a few times. And I didn't know that. And I went in and I said, I've got to say, Ellis, I'm, I really enjoy the stuff you do on Radio 4. It really makes me laugh. And he said, oh, I, well, you know, thank you very much. I, my, my partner says hello. I said, oh, I don't know who that is. And Izzy said, and she, um, he said, do you remember she came in on your Absolute Radio show? I said, I think she came in a few times. But she came in with Josie Long, who I'm also a big fan of. I said, oh my God! And she, they brought in Josie Long's sister, who was a hairdresser. They'd all been to the Hairdresser of the Year Awards. I think Josie Long's sister had won something, and she was steaming drunk. And she came in, uh, they were all a bit tipsy, but Josie Long's sister sat on my lap, I'm married. This was weird. And Ellis is going, yeah, that's, that's exactly how he told me that it went. Um, so I did a really nice thing with him. And it's for, for a podcast for the uh, Eden Project. It's about conversation and stuff. And I'll let you know when it goes out. It's a, it's a, I got paid for it, you know, the cards on the table. But it's a really nice, it was just really nice chatting to him. And we were supposed to chat for 20 minutes. After 50 minutes, they came in and said, look, we're really good. We've got the next um, guest is coming in. So we're really going to have to wrap this up. So it was one of those. It was, it was really nice. Um... And now I cannot... Oh! Small so, pleasures. So, and that meant I was in town at, like, five. I thought, well, there's no point in going. I couldn't find an AA meeting I wanted to go to. There was no, nothing on at the cinema. Um, so I thought, well, I'll go park at work. Mm-hmm. I'm not really supposed to park till half past six. But I'll have a little doze in the car. And if a traffic warden comes along, they're not allowed to give you a ticket if you're in the car. Is that so? Without asking you to move. So if you're asleep in the car, they can't put a ticket on the car. It's illegal. They have to. They have to... Excuse me, so, so could you move? Yes, sure, of course. What? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. But they can't put a ticket on. It's great. It's great. So I had a little doze. No one came. No, park, no parking wardens, traffic wardens came. So then I thought, about half six, when I could leave the car, and I really needed a wee, I thought... I'll go to the toilets in London Bridge Station. I did. That's where I saw people queuing up to wash their hands. Not people. Men. men. But some men... Not l- saying men are not people, but it's unusual for that many men to queue. Some men left without washing their hands. Oh. And I just thought, you dirty buggers. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. hope you get the coronavirus. That used to be you. I did. I did, didn't used to wash my hands after uh, uh, toilets. But now I do. Mm. And But I just... I just smiled politely, sweetly kept it inside, and Judged. I just thought, I hope you die. Silent judging. Silent judging. Hope you die. Hope you get it. <laughs> hope you die and your family is ill and mourns you. That'll serve you right. Then you'll, then you'll learn. And they'll say, if only he washed his hands. The, well, the thing is, they're putting my life at risk. Uh, we know that Sharan wants to murder my mother, so I am a legitimate target. My family are a legitimate target in the eyes of... Um, Weirdos. So then, I thought, I might as well go to work, and I'll just go and sit quietly in the canteen and read. I've not read for a while, and I thought, I just want to sit and read. You won't be in for an hour, hour and a half, Dylan won't, won't come in until later, so I'll sit and read. Now, this is where the small pleasure comes in, 0344 499 1000. As you approach... Um, as you approach the Devil's Bill, excuse me, uh, News Corps, outside is some escalators 
Yes. One going up, one going down, right? To take you to an underground, like, little shopping or arena. Or bring you out of it. Yeah. Whichever one you're on. Right. I, I saw one of, the, one of the greatest moments of my life. A drunk man... Oh. ...going down the down escalator, then realising he didn't want to go down, so he turned around about three-quarters of the way down and starts walking up and walking up. And I just stopped and I thought... I'm going to savour every second of this. <laughs> every second. This drunk guy in his late 50s, early 60s, walking up the down escalator. He looked a sight and he realised that he was, he was there. It was, do you know what? It was probably only 25 seconds. But what a 25 seconds it was, Catherine. <laughs> it was great. And I just stood there. And I watched, no one else noticed it. It was like a little bit of theatre for me. Eventually he got to the top and then he got off. And I just thought, brilliant. Brilliant. And he was, you know, he was, he was, he was pissed, you know. It was great. Okay. I was so thrilled. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Small pleasures, He's please. My small go pleasure. on, go on. Well, she wasn't a small pleasure when she got back from work, from school. So oh. my youngest is absolutely shattered because she had to wait up last night for her eldest sister to come back from well, guides. Well, I thought you were going to say about your eldest um, wishing bad luck on a That wasn't my eldest, that was the youngest. Oh, I thought that was the eldest no. that said that. Oh, my God. Dear listener, you have to listen to this. Well, we'll honestly, this is great. I thought it was the I was no. even funnier knowing it's the youngest. We'll come back in a second. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So anyway, she's eight years old and overtired. It's so much funnier knowing it's, it's the youngest <laughs> little one. If I can describe her to you, she's this like little angelic, cheeky face <laughs> <laughs> with a terrible sense, <laughs> with a terrible, terrible temper. She's a, she goes off, she goes right off. Anyway, so she came back from school and it was all sweetness and light, and picked her up, and um, she came back, had a little snack, and. I said, oh, listen, some bad news. I've just realised that your World Book Day, normally they don't celebrate it on World Book Day, so no. they do it on a different day, is on the Thursday, and I won't be here to do your face paints for World Book Day. She's going as a deer. <laughs> from, from which book? Bambi. Bambi's not, not a book. I know, but they have to go as animals from books. Okay. And I said tiger who came to tea, but she said she didn't want to be a tiger again, so she won't be a tiger. <laughs> So she's a deer, and I, I, I had like got this nice costume and everything, and I was going to do her a little, little black shiny nose and some little deer spots on the side of her face. She was going to look lovely, maybe a bit, bit of um, maybe a bit of eyeliner. Anyway, she was going to look the bomb, and I went, I'm not going to be back. Um, I'm not going to be able to do your makeup. And she went nuts! <laughs> what? I hate these awards! Why does everything have to revolve around you wow. and your awards? Wow. I was thinking, where's she at this? Um, she said, it's, it's ruining everything! That's true, that's true. And anyway, we all know you're not going to win! Whoa! That's your eight-year-old! Yeah, and then she said, I hope you don't. I hope you lose! <laughs> And then she went up to her bedroom and she was trying to slam the door, but the door's a little bit... Yeah, they're hard to slam. And, and she, I could just hear it, like, it being closed repeatedly. <laughs> and I went, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Nothing! I went upstairs and she was trying to slam it and I just took it from her and closed it very gently in her face. God. She went, I didn't want to close it! I wanted to slam it! <laughs> wow! Anyway, why don't you go to your awards and never come back? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it escalated. It escalated. Whoa. I said, well, listen, there is an alternative. You could leave. <laughs> I'm gonna! Right, so she stomps down the stairs. She gets to the front door where we've got all the coats on pegs and we have hers lowered down so she can get it herself. Yeah. And her shoes on the... I went, wrap up warm, though. I said, and good luck telling Grandma why you've left home. <laughs> <laughs> My mum lives around the corner. I was thinking, that's the only place she can go. I don't care to Grandma's! Wow, she was actually going to leave you. <laughs> I said, where are you going? I'm staying! What? <laughs> Furious. And then she went and stood in the toilet for a bit. <laughs> I very gently opened the door and I went, shall I get your tea or are you... <laughs> Oh, God. She was livid. But there were moments I where we both laughed. I hope you leave. We all know. Everyone knows you're going to lose anyway. Who's she been talking I don't to? Know. Twitter. She's she been talking to Twitter and Matthew Wright and our boss and the head of the Arias. She's been talking to Scott Mills. And then she went upstairs and she knocked all the coats off the end of the banister. And I went, You can pick those up. No! I went, Okay, well, they'll be waiting when you come back down after your song. Wow. Her elder sister was finding it hilarious. And there was a lot of little sort of comments from the corner, like, oh, that escalated quickly. And uh... So when we lose, we can blame it on the hex that your eight-year-old <laughs> put on us. Yeah, and I will rue the day I was not there to do her face paints. Wowzers. Apparently that makes me a terrible mother. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I seem to have started a thing on Twitter where everyone is now encouraging Danny Baker to take LSD. Oh. <laughs> uh, he, he, um, he, we're going to play a clip that he tweeted um, in a minute, but uh, he, he, so he tweeted this thing: a totally straight nineteen fifty two housewife is do dosed with LSD, and we're going to play it. I've not seen it, but it's going to be great. And I've retweeted that's tonight's show. Thanks, Danny. He's then said. One of my few regrets. I've never taken LSD. I planned to with Danny Kelly on a boat on the Norfolk Broads. Yeah, Danny Kelly's told me this before. But our initial venture into drugs, neither of us have ever smoked dope, ended in such a fiasco in Amsterdam that that project got shelved. And I've said, I've replied, jokingly, it's the only one worth doing, you'd have a right laugh. Did you see what Danny Kelly wrote? No. Shelved? You mean postponed, surely? <laughs> <laughs> Dan Mugger Harris is saying, go back to that shelf and pull that regret down. You only live infinite. An opportunity wasted. Uh, your music collection will be completely... Everyone's just now encouraged. So please, for the love of God, if Danny Baker dies from an LSD overdose, it ain't nothing to do with me. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, okay, we'll go there in a second. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Someone's just tweeting. I get so confused as to what whether Mike Graham is right wing or left wing or mainstream media or not mainstream. It just changes every day. It, it depends on who he's annoyed. Someone has just tweeted him. Your station is full of right wing shock jocks. When will you employ someone from the left? So I've just replied, "Hi, how can I help you?" <laughs> so let's see how that. I won't be left enough. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Getting busier on the phone tonight. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian, Catherine. Hello, George. Big day, 3-3, 2020. You know I'm into numerology. Yes. So that adds up to a, 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 ten, a 10 day, and that's the Wheel of Fortune in the tarot pack. Anyway, it's, it's really nice to speak to you on this auspicious numerolo numerological day. Mm -hmm. 
It's uh, really interesting what's unfolding. I've been trying to, well, I have been circulating the prophecy I made on your program last week, and uh, I'm looking to connect with this guy, Jonathan Kahn. Have you tried to reach him? Have you tried to reach him? Um, I mean, only by making this prophecy and hoping that the prophecy... Here's the thing, right? If you want to reach someone, it's so easy to find people online now. For God's sakes, I got in touch with John Sebastian from The Loving Spoonful. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm trying. I'm also trying to link to Sean, Sean Lennon. He, <clears throat> you know he's got a band called... Jonathan Kahn's on Facebook. Just reach out to him on Facebook. I... I what, what, what do you have to do? What? Well, you're on I, Facebook, I, aren't you? Sorry? You're on Facebook, aren't you? Please I, do it. I am on Facebook. Okay, just put Jonathan Kahn into the search thing and you'll get Jonathan Kahn official site. You can do it right now, please. Okay. And then just write to them. Yeah, and you write to him. Oh, thank you. You tell him, hang a minute, all these years of phoning up radio stations, asking people to do stuff for you... You didn't know that you could go on Facebook, which is how I got hold of you, unfortunately, and co- reach out to people and ask to make contact with them. Why do you say unfortunately? It's I, a I, joke, I, George. Story for is a George, good story. it's a joke. You're Every- ignoring. Stop brushing over the main point of that sentence and focusing on a joke. Okay. To me, everything's a joke. Did, did well, you it, ever it, watch? It, did you ever watch the film Mad, 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 Mad World? Yeah, of course I did. Great, great, it's a good great, film. Great film. Good it? film. Three Stooges are in it. Here's another contact point for you, George. If you go on, if you go on Google, yeah, put Jonathan Kahn in. You'll get uh, the second. I think the second or third thing down is the Beth Israel Worship That's where what? That's where he's based, and they've got a contact us form you can fill in. Oh well, I really think this is great. It would be marvellous if you could... No, 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 no. Not not my thing. No, we we don't want to get in touch with this guy. You do, and we have... Catherine, we've we've both given you one excellent way to directly reach him. Thank you, I appreciate it. I I feel that I'm playing the John the Baptist role to... to, I hate that. ...to JC Jonathan Khan. Except they didn't have Google. No, but uh, I, I, I really think he, he, he is going to find himself wandering. Getting a shed load of emails from someone he doesn't want to talk to. No, no, he will want to talk to me. Okay, well then, good he, luck. He, you can he, let us he, know how it goes. He's got a sense of humour. Interesting, the, the the Bond film. It looks like they're going to postpone the the premiere, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's Time to Die is, is the title of the film. Yeah. Isn't that synchronistic? No. It's, no? no. it's the name of a James Bond film. Yeah, well, to get it, to get it postponed because of, the, because of the virus and, and uh, a film titled It's Time to Die, I, I think it's quite... Please. ...amusing. What? Come on. Grab pussy. Okay, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, everything is just one of those exactly. things. Exactly, well done. I'm glad you're finally coming around to my way of thinking. But it's all the script. Every, everything well, is Well, sack the scripted. script writer, because she's rubbish. 
Uh, no, the script writer is the Joker of Jokers. God, you can't make... Here's, 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 here's why you annoy me. Because there's no humour. There's no humour. I'm I'm sitting here. All right, so my jokes ain't great, but I'm I'm trying to make I'm trying to breathe life into what is a very dull phone call, right? I'm saying I'm, I create. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. still talking. I'm and I and I apologise. Actually, no, I I apologise for talking on my radio show. That's rude of me. That's rude of me, Catherine, and I'm sorry for that. And and if we are lucky enough to win one of the two or two of the two awards that we're nominated for tomorrow, I'm going to go up and I'm going to say I reject this award because it is not my place to talk on a radio show that's got my name in the title. I reject this award. And then what I'm going to do, live on stage at the Arias, I'm going to undo my new belt that I've got, I'm going to pull my trousers and my pants down, I'm going to smother the award in Vaseline that you'll have brought up on stage, and I'm going to put it where the sun don't shine. As a way of an apology to George. Oh, I, I accept all of that. There you go. So, so will you. <laughs> but you say no humour. I'm trying to. Well, I'm just sat here every time. I'm, I'm, I'm saying ridiculous things that are obviously jokes, and you go, oh, no, but it actually is going to find my email address. <laughs> I'm saying that our creator is the Joker of Jokers. So You're saying our creator is Joaquin Phoenix. Our creator is Captain Rainbow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, All right. He needs to All work right. on that. <laughs> All right, George. Thanks for your call, man. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Bye. 03444991000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. You'd be very welcome. Um, but that's, that, that's what it is. is he takes everything, everything literally. Literally. I'm trying to add a little pep. Oh, yeah, I'm being disrespectful. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young hood. I'm a, I'm a thug. I'm a, I'm a gangster. Like old school gangsters, like 50s gangster, not 90s gangster. I'm a, I'm a gangster. And I'm just trying to make um, what little time we have left on this planet as entertaining as possible. Well, unfortunately for you, it's all been written. Yeah. And it's been written in a very dry way. Yeah, yeah. Very dry. Do you think he'll get in touch by any of the methods I suggested? <laughs> Could you do it for him? No! That's not how it's been written. Oh, I'm being told that he got the name of the film wrong. It's called No Time to Die, not It's Time to Die. Uh-oh. <laughs> Twitter's gone, gone crazy. Uh, actually, the film's called No Time to Die, not It's Time to Die. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> uh, as with all of the current crop of Bond films, this new Bond, James Bond actor, Daniel Craig, um, I'll wait till it's on the telly. I haven't seen, I've only seen uh, A Quantum of Solace. They're boring. Mm. They're really I dry. I thought he was good. He's great. They're very dry. I've seen the, the bit where he goes, Bond, James Bond, and that's funny in this one. Have you seen that? No. He's at a bank. I think he's at a bank. Right. And the guy, he's trying to get money out or something. The guy says, and your name is? And he goes, Bond. And the guy looks at him and he goes, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah. But um, it really is, uh, it really, oh, some people are getting, uh, gosh, well, I didn't expect that. Some people are getting turned on at my acceptance speech. <laughs> Rachel says, four, keep talking. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Got Rachel. Very specialist interests. <laughs>
<laughs> what are the awards shaped like this year? Just so is it is because the, the well, one quite large and flat. Last well, when time, we won two they? years ago, it was it was quite long. It was like it was long and cylindrical. I, I could yeah, I could some, do that with some quite hard ridges on. Yes, okay, <laughs> that's the thing. No, I don't like this new Bond, this Daniel Craig. I don't think he's very good. I can't wait for him to retire, and um, we get a black lesbian Bond. I'd love it. I used to be I used to be one of those people that would do phone-in shows, and I'd argue that you can't have a black bond. And then about six months ago, it hit me, oh, yeah, he's not real, is he? Also, he could be a she, he could be absolutely any ethnicity. It doesn't matter, because it's not a real person. Also, are we supposed to think that they're all the same person all the way through? Well... Because that would be a very, very old man. I don't, I don't understand the, the, uh, the canon... Of Bond and the time are, scale. I think each one is its own. Well, yeah. It, if okay, all right. Well, this is it. The, this is the next hour. Is George Lazenby Daniel Craig now? Can someone explain James Bond to Catherine and myself, please? We don't get it. Turns out it's a lot more complicated than we thought. Because Doctor Who is Doctor Who all the time. Yeah, but they... But John they, Pertwee but they is Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, they regenerate. Now, Bond can't. Oh, that'll be great. Oh, God, if at the end of A View to a Kill, Roger Moore gets shot, and then he, 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 there's really crappy 80s special effects, and suddenly it's Timothy Dalton set, sits up and goes, is there a sexy lady with a cello? And then it cuts, <laughs> and then he comes back. That would be great. Oh. I only know that because that's the. I, did, 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 there is one where Mariam Darbo. Yeah, and they. Sh- that was a great post. That was perhaps. I would say the Living Daylights is the sexiest Bond poster because it's. I think it's Mariam Darbo in a in a an ankle length white dress with a light shining through it, and it's tra- you can all the way through. That's great, but it's a lousy film. I just remember them tobogganing on her um, case. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, James Bond regenerating. Now that would be. That would well, it be would something. make more sense, wouldn't it, if it's just all the people who've ever been 007, right? That makes sense. But they can't all be the same fella. You know, in the oh, George... So he's not changed his drink for 50 years. The George Lazenby one, he does reference Sean Connery. I, what I tried to watch it, it's, it's quite dry. It's not his fault, he's okay. He's a model, he wasn't an actor really, but it's quite dry. But from what I can remember, and there'll be Bond fans who'll know this better than me, there's like a long sort of chase and a fight at the beginning... And there's a fight on the beach, and he nearly gets killed, but he wins it. And he kind of gets up and dusts himself down. It's absolutely true. And Lazenby looks at the camera and says, Well, this never happened to the other fella. Then it starts. Yeah. It's really weird. 0344 499 1000. Can someone explain Bond to us? Here's Dredge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new film, We're All Going to Die. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it's about. I don't know. George Lazenby, he, he was he was quite lazy, wasn't he? He was lazy, hence the name Lazenby. That's how he got his name. He used to be, people used to call him George Busybee, and then um, he would always turn up late for work, and so Cubby Broccoli said, you know what, I'm going to call this guy George Lazenby. And then he, he went ter- up... That, that film was terrible. That film was terrible. It was very dry, was it? wasn't it? It wasn't a great story. He, um, but Casino, because that, was that, no, that was on Her Majesty's Secret Service, wasn't it? Yeah, it, at one point, at one point, I'm pretty sure this happens. At one point, some sort of villain falls into a, a crushing machine, and all this blood comes out, and that doesn't normally happen in Bond films. And then he looks at the camera, George Lazenby, and he says, "He had guts." 
I'm pretty sure that's what <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, no, that makes... The worst joke ever in Bond is in that film. Uh, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I was a late comer to Brosnan, because I didn't think I'd like Brosnan, because it's all quite soft focus, Brosnan, but actually... He was a great He's Bond. really good. I he thought, was good. I thought he was going to be too smooth, but he was actually quite funny as yeah. well, wasn't he? He was great. So I would say, in descending order, Moore, Brosnan, um, Craig, Dalton, Lazenby, Connery. Connery last. Yeah, it's awful. No, I like him awful. the best. Awful, boring, crap, lazy, hairy-chested, old-fashioned, dull, boring, boring films. The type of films where, when they're driving in a car, you, you can almost see the, the, the projector flicker behind them. You know, though, when they're driving in the That's car... That's not his say, fault. No, I know, but I hate those type of films. Do you not like Sean Connery at all? Uh, are you... Is this guy listening to me? Don't you like any of his films? Is this guy, is this I guy can't listening believe to me? it. I can't believe you don't like him either. I, is this guy listening to me? Octopushy. Hello? <laughs> He's not in Octopushy. <laughs> I know, but that's because it's because he couldn't say Can it. this guy hear me, though? Mm. Never say never again. Can this guy hear me? Hello? Because he's... Can you hear me? No. Right, so he can't hear me. Because... Sorry, Catherine. Yeah. At hi. what point did I say I don't like Sean Connery? Well, well by putting him last, that's a suggestion. No, 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 no. Sorry. Listen to the question, then relay it to this. This. this I don't hood. see why I've got to be the go-between. This guy's. This guy's going to get a knuckle you sandwich. Be friendly. Not friendly with this guy. At what point did I say I don't like Sean Connery films? Which is what he's accusing well, me of saying. That's what he's asking you. Well, I think well, that's the well, inquiry. Well, well, he is. He is in quite a few James Bond films. Yeah. You've just put him last. I, Therefore, you don't like Sean. Can Connery you hear films. me now? Not really. Right. Okay. I'm gonna hang on a. Mm. It was. It was the way I was put through. Dan says, my dad worked on the Goldfinger Aston Martin. It's a shame Bond films are just shit movies with good songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tommy the movie. I, I like Sean Connery. I don't like Sean Connery as Bond. And actually, the only good Sean Connery film I can think of is The Rock. Have you heard of The Hill? Yeah, I've seen it. Rubbish. Next. Thank you. You're welcome. It's rubbish. You're welcome. What about when he's the Spaniard in The Highlander? Rubbish. I've never seen Highlander. Oh, it's so good. I, I, I mean, it's awful, but it's great. I don't think what so. What about... Oh, no, hold on, wait a minute. What about in the Indiana Jones films? In what, in the sorry? What now? In what, sorry? He's in the Indi Indiana Jones film, isn't <laughs> Is this he? guy from Eton? Have we got a toff on the line? Oh, ha, ha, ha. It's Boris John and Boris Johnson's children. Indiana Jones? Yeah. Who's that? What, what, what am I, how am I meant to say it? I can't hear you. Testing. Catherine, do you want to educate Lord Dredge of Eton? <laughs> what is it? What I is don't it want then? to spoil things for him. I think he's living his own special life. I think we'll just let you carry on thinking it's pronounced Indiana Jones. Well, what is it then? <laughs> Thanks for your call, Dredge. <laughs> What's it, in, in, Indy? <laughs> Is there anything you want to plug before we let you go? I'm not going to plug anything. Okay. I, I've just got an, I've got an, um, I've thought of an idea for a new game. Oh, yeah, go on. You have to talk for 60 seconds without using the letter A. It's called Just Minute. Oh. 
you should have... Now, I, you can say, now you can say thanks for your call, Dredge. I'm not going to say thank you for your call. You can say thank you to me for pointing out, I've started you on the road of self-discovery. I look forward to your next phone call when you're going to pronounce Indiana Jones correctly. Indiana Joneser? <laughs> 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 genius! That's genius. Thank you, Dredge. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. An hour has gone, and I don't think we've talked about anything. Uh, this is the late night alternative weeknights from ten with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Talk Radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. And here, here is the news. Uh, my name is Amelia Dix. Uh, we've all we've all got coronavirus, and we're all dying. Uh, but Boris Johnson's having a, a new baby with another lady, not the one that lives with him in number ten. It's a new lady. It's one that he met on a bus and impregnated on a bus with his powerful seed. That's the news. What happened there, Alex? Did did you lose the news? There was no news. There was no news. Well, that's no, news they been... just basically said no. It's all coronavirus, and everyone's bored of that. Okay, well that's so. well, that's not such good news then. I thought maybe we'd, we'd cured it, but we haven't cured it. Uh, Indiana Jones wouldn't stand for that. Indiana Jones. They're boring films, though. I don't like films. I don't like. I don't really like olden days. Oh, I liked the Indi- Indiana Jones films when I was. A no, kid. he's making another one, isn't he? Oh, he's too old now. Yeah. I, um. Yeah, he's making another one. Um, I, I can't be bothered, really. Oh, yes. You don't have to. I don't think they're compulsory yet. Oh, three. I'd feel a bit, bit weird that we've now got this extra three minutes. I don't get paid extra for that. I don't get paid for this three minutes. This is a uh, three-minute freebie. <laughs> Gerald sent me... <laughs> I can't, I, I'm not. I'm legally not allowed to comment on that picture. I've just been sent on my Twitter feed because I will lose my job. But, but thank you, Gerald. All of your irritating, all, mama. all of your irritating phone calls have suddenly uh, been worthwhile for that. <laughs> thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to someone. Well, we learned a lot about them last night um, on our new feature, Baron Wasteland, or Baron Greenback, <coughs> or I don't know. It's Gatford. Hey, it's so weird that I just spoke to Dylan. It's bizarre. Oh, because you've got um, a 250-yard exclusion zone on you, haven't you? Yeah, there is that. Uh, but I was just thinking, I remember when Dylan was born. Oh, uh, yeah, we would have talked about it on air. Are you the doctor that yeah. delivered him? No, we would have talked yeah. about it on air. Dylan? How's Dylan? The woman, what was her name? Dylan. What was her Jean. name? Jean. Jean used Jean to find out. Like Dylan, how's Dylan? It's funny, isn't it? And it's then you're, and then your genius way of getting rid of them. I go, thanks for your call, Gene. There we go. That's the t- great technique. We're going to get Dylan in the studio in a bit. I want to get the, um, uh, the young person's perspective. He's even got a catchphrase. All good. All good. All good. All good. How are you he feeling? Said, so, he, thanks he for your call last night, Gatford. It was. Um, That's okay. It was. How do you feel after? For those who missed it, it was great. Sarah Barron, who's brilliant and we love, March the 9th to the 21st at the Soho Theatre. Um, and we kind of gave her free reign with you for 10 minutes. And it was remarkable. I, I had no idea it was going to go in that direction when I started. And there was a little bit of me this morning that woke up and went, yeah, but a very overshare. But actually, I don't mind. It was all right. And she was very good at probing. 
in the nicest possible way. She's good. And here's, here's the thing I am learning. For me personally, I find having all of my dirty secrets out there, I'm not saying that yours were dirty secrets at all, I don't no, mean, no, no, I don't I mean that, but no, no, no. all of my kind of um, things that I find shameful or, 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 or that I carry, having it out there is so freeing, right, for me personally, and it reduces, it, it takes away a lot of my shame. I said this before, I'm so inspired, even though he's an idiot and a dick and rude to me, by Limmy's autobiography, right, because he wrote about such intimate stuff in a, almost as if he were shrugging his shoulders about it. And I found that so inspiring. And so what I'm trying to say in a very roundabout way is I really appreciated that you shared that stuff last night and I hope that you feel some, th some benefit, some, you know, some positive out it, of doing it. I know it, it, everybody enjoyed it. it. It took me somewhere I wasn't expecting to go. And as you say, there's something quite freeing about that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't plan to say any of that, and it just came out, so therefore it was honest. Yeah. And, yeah, it was weird. Weird, but good. God, I'd, I, she better do a podcast. I want to listen to that. Oh, man, She's yeah. She's great. I want to I wanna go on with that. Um, I read up because you were talking about work experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we've got, we got Dylan here doing his work experience, and um, I just wondered what people's work experience... Uh, things were mine. Mine was mm -hmm. I got a week at Windsor Theatre, and I watched them rehearsing and prepping a, sh a play about a magician who commits a murder. The play's title: Abracadaver. Oh. They're terrible. And when I saw it, it was set in the seventies. And then I heard that it went on tour, and they set it in like the nineteen twenties. Um, but what was what was? And I was there for a week, and I didn't really have to do anything. I just sat in the stalls and watched them rehearse, painted a little bit of the set, you know. Mm. Um, and um, but at one point, I, I was I, I read the program, and I saw a name on it, and I worked out who that person was out of these group of people that were there. And I went up to this gentleman, this older gentleman. I said, "I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Are you Ali Bongo?" And he kind of turned to me and he went, he went, you know, he just sat there in his normal clothes. And he went, yeah. Well, and I'm 15-year-old me melted. I went, oh, my God, I'm such a big fat. Now, Ali Bongo will mean nothing to most of you, right? He's one of the greatest magicians, and he used to, it, it, it would be considered cultural appropriation now, but he'd sit there in like a sort of Arabian Nights sort of hat, pointy round hat and a big colour, mm. and he would do tricks. And he designed and devised a lot of the tricks for Paul Daniels. If you watch an old Paul Daniels, it will say at the, at the end, you know, writer or program associate Ali Bongo. And so I was getting to meet, and my work experience, I was getting to watch Ali Bongo help direct this play and come up with magic tricks. It was incredible. And I wish I'd had the courage to say, look, I know you're really busy, but, like, after the, to, to work today, have you, could, could I, like, buy your coffee, or could, could, you know, could I just sit with you for ten minutes and have a chat? Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't. Um, and I'm sure you would have been very amenable to it. But, yeah, so, work experience stories, please, 0344 499 Yes, Catford? Mine is that at our school we were told we could have two weeks, one week we could sort out, and one week the school sorted out. Okay. So, of course, on my one... I did week, week's worth experience at Computer and Video Games magazine. Oh, the old C&VG, wow. C&VG with uh, old Julian Rignall, uh, for Jeez. those who know. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, a week playing Kickoff 2 and um, all the new releases and Turrican and things like that. Man. That was great. 
and went home with an absolute bundle full of games that they just gave me at the end of the week. It was nope. fantastic. But the second week, organised by the school, was working in a bailiff's uh, admin office. And I lasted a day because at lunchtime, in fact, I lasted a lunchtime, till lunchtime, the morning was just making coffee, filing, boring. And then at lunchtime, the manager came into like this sort of pool, office pool, and said, we've just had the normal phone call. Uh, someone very upset that we've taken all their stuff. If he turns up, normal procedure, don't open the door, call the police. I just thought, 16, who needs that? And this was their normal procedure. Wow. It was like, I'm alerting you to the fact that this might happen. It's, oh, if he turns up, same as always, don't open the door, call the police. Flippin' man. By the and way, if you've, ever, if you've ever walked out of a job and not gone back, 0344 499 1000. In fact, anything you've walked out of, we'll take calls on that. That's always a good, a good thing. I went to my nan's and never went back. She lived around the corner. Gafford's a pussy, we're learning here. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, there's no... I was thinking the other day, I'm, I'm trying to grow as a person, right? I'm trying to become a, a better and a kinder and a nicer person. And I used to really enjoy, and I'm kind of ashamed to say this, I used to really enjoy programmes, what they call poverty porn. Can't pay oh, yeah. or take it away was the one. Can't pay or take it away. A show about bailiffs going around to people whose lives... Some of them are a-holes, but some of them, they're good people who's lie, you know, they're just a little bit behind or they're caught out. And they're humiliated by, A, having the bailiffs turn up, and B, filmed for Channel 5. And I used to love that show. I used to love it. And then, about three, two or three years ago, I started feeling guilty watching it, and, but I still watched it. And now, when I skip through the channels on the TV and I see it, I shudder. I shudder to think that I used to watch people having their lives destroyed for entertainment. But knowing what you know from your streams on a Sunday night, all those people are going to sign release forms. Does that not change your opinion? No, because two things. One, I'm not sure they, they would have had to sign release forms on that. Because... Oh. It could be argued that it's in the public interest. It could be argued that they are criminals and that this is in the public interest, right? So I'm not sure, and you'd have to speak to a, to a TV lawyer to find out, I don't think they would have had to sign release forms. Two, I know if they did sign release forms, I know how charming... If you're a 50-year-old guy and you've just had someone come in and you've had to stump up three and a half grand, then a very beautiful... 18, 19, 20-year-old young researcher says, well, that was great, and, and they start flirting you with you, or vice versa, you know, it's a beautiful young... Start, I know how charming those beautiful young people can be when they're flirting with you, saying, well, of course we'll show it this way and we, we, we probably won't show... It can be really easy to trick someone into signing Also, you want the whole thing to be over. Yeah. Whatever, just get out. Just get out. I'll sign yeah, it. You sign it just this is your off. chance to show your side of the story. All of that Well, rubbish. you're mortified as well. You just want it to be finished. I don't think they would have had to sign a release form for that. I do know that they repeat it on like all these Channel 5 channels and one family sued because it had been on like 30 times and one family sued and said it was like harassment or it was it was something uh, and that was upheld. So now if you, quite often if you watch one of the many repeats on like Five Star or one of their other channels, 
nearly all of the faces will be pixelated out because they they kind of the, the, the judge ruled yeah showing it once is fine showing it as a this is what makes me think they didn't sign release showing it once is fine showing it as a repeat is fine but after like one or two or three showings it's exploitative and you can't do that the whole thing's exploitative well, and it's no longer contemporaneous so yeah. you know five years down the line when you put your life back together you don't particularly want that being flashed up on the telly do yeah. you yeah but i used to love that program i probably used to series link it on the sky and and i shudder and this is you know this that life is a marathon not a sprint uh we're evolving and um and there's still a part of me that would still like to watch that program but i know that it's not good for me and it's not good for the planet that that programme exists, but so I won't watch it. Culturally, we're shifting, aren't we? Because I remember being a student, and it was all Ricky Lake and uh, Jerry Springer, and we just couldn't believe our eyes that these people were bearing their souls well, on TV. And One of my... As, as we're going for it, Gatford, as a tribute to your call yesterday, one of my most shameful experiences... My wife and I went... To, well, ex-wife now, but we... we were married, oh, I remember this. Yeah, we went to New York, and we got tickets... I tried to get tickets for loads of shows, and the only one we got tickets for was the Maury Povich oh. show. Yeah. I saw one of his when I was in America, yeah. and I'm not joking, this was the title, and this is very offensive, right, but this is what flashed yeah. up on the screen. Midgets, midgets, midgets. It was just, let's all laugh at people who were different. This one was about... That's on, like, mainstream telly. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. a big show, it's a big show, for those who don't know. Yeah. Maury Povich, big old show, Jeremy Kyle-style big show. And this one was about parents... And their ill-behaved children. Children. So they would bring out a parent and then they would bring out their 14, 15-year-old kid who would quite often come out going, You piece of trash! I goddamn hate you! And it ended with all of the kids <laughs> being taken away... Boot camp, is it? ...by police and put in prison. Oh... Right. And these were like kids, these were 14. Some of them, I think, had smoked crack, stolen from their parents, got into fights, had been in trouble with the police, knives, guns, drugs. And I'm there, I remember exactly what I was wearing, I put a really nice brown jacket with the audience booing these kids. I'm booing these kids. I'm booing these kids. I'm booing these kids so much... Because right. I'm seeing it as, I'm seeing it as pantomime, shouting, respect your mama. Oh, my God. So much that one of the security people at Maury Povich asked me to calm down. Wow. I was being too loud. I'm ashamed of this. I've mentioned this a couple of times. And, and I bought into the circus freak show oh, element of it. When, of course, I should have stood up and gone, these are kids. These are kids. And, and I say this, and I am ashamed of this, but, but it happened. And I've seen the episode, and you can see me. You can see me. And I've had people um, get in touch a couple of times at different points, obviously repeated, going, were you in the audience of Maury Povich? And the, the reason I say it is because people can change. People can change. And I look back on that with horror and with shame and, and, and people can change. And that is not me. It wasn't really me then. I don't quite know what was going on. I was caught up with being in New York. I was showing off to, I think she was my girlfriend then. I, whatever. But, um. Plus to us, it was extraordinary sort of yeah. different kind of television, wasn't it? We yeah. couldn't believe what we were seeing. But also what was interesting is these parents, 
had gone on there because they wanted Mori Povich to straighten their to help them. Yeah. And what happened, right, is he would sit there and he would get their stories and as soon as the director went, as soon as he went, okay, we'll be back after this break, right, the parent would go to talk to him, he'd get up and he'd just walk off. Walk off. And you wouldn't see him for three or four minutes. Then he'd come back, sit back down. Welcome back to Mori Povich. Wouldn't have any interaction with them during the break. And Gosh, uh, he wasn't nice Uncle Maury. No, no, he was an A-hole. <gasps> he was a B-hole. Uh, he wasn't a C-hole, though. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I did that. I did that. That's very, very enlightening. Thank you, Gafford. Uh, appreciate your call. 0344 On the other scale, uh, the other end of the scale, we have got... Y y you remember... It's a different scale, actually. You remember conspiracy theorists, mm. like late nineties, early two thousands, a bit quiet on the phones. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll do a phone in on conspiracy. Give us your conspiracy theories, and people would phone up and talk about how they were receiving alien signals through their brains, mm. and um, we would all snigger at them. And, and Princess Diana was murdered by the um, the Jewish secret service. You know, we'd all snigger because she was going out with the Muslim, and we'd all snigger at them, and every, the host would be sniggering, and the, the, the people listening would be sniggering. We don't have the snigger anymore. People aren't sniggering. So I'm going to snigger. I'm going to snigger. At conspiracy, some conspiracy theories, okay? Because someone has to, otherwise they get taken seriously. This is a, a tweet from someone called Jamie. It's to another show on the station. I won't say which other show. They're By the way, have you noticed, it's almost always written down. Very, very seldom do they actually yeah. call. They're I think they're talking about coronavirus, although they call it, call it cornaviral. <clears throat> cornaviral carefully crafted and designed in a laboratory by the communist Chinese government in coalition with the global left wing, the UK Labour Party and the mainstream media to try and bring down the straight-talking right wing in Europe. Drain the swamp. Gosh. I'm laughing at you, Jamie, because that is the dumbest... Oh, you would say that. You're the mainstream media. So is the host you sent it to. She worked for Murdoch as well. We all work for, we all work for Rupert Murdoch. And thank you, Mr Murdoch, for paying my mortgage and feeding my kids. I'm not in any way saying that as a criticism of him. But you don't get much more MSM. It's actually MM, because mainstream is one word, than him. And we all work for him in this building. <coughs> and you are so thick. The coronavirus is made by the Chinese government and the UK Labour Party and the media to silence the right wing. This is the kind of stuff that people would phone up at on a, a phone-in show at 10 past midnight on a Saturday night and everyone goes, <laughs> That's a great point, carry on. <laughs> but now, there are thousands of people like this who believe this. Do you know the scariest part of this? He's got that from someone else. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 
Jamie, I think Jamie's actually listening because he keeps tweeting now. Um, give us a call, Jamie. You'll get a fair crack of the whip. Absolutely promise you. 0344 Um Because he's just a... He's done, he's done quick quest, mate. Who are you? But he's done mate as in M and the letter, the number... What would it be? Eight. Oh, he's done a nine. M and nine. You're joking. You're joking. He spelt mate wrong. <laughs> he's done M nine. Well, he's a very busy man. Quick quest, M nine. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Jamie, give us a call, man. Let's have a, let's have a chat. We'll have a laugh. Let's go to Ricky, first of all. Good evening, Ricky. Hello, Yant. Hello, Ricky. How's it going? Do you want to fight? A fight? Punch up. No, no, I'm all right, mate. I'm not, I'm not into that. All right, how about um, kick fight? No, no fists, just legs. Oh, I, I, could, I could probably, I could, uh, I could give you a good hammer if I wanted. Whoa, Ricky, Ricky just challenged me to a fight. You heard that? That, that yeah. went from zero match. to hammering. All right, let's do it. Let's let's have a kick fight. Boxing match with charity. Whoa, no, no, no! You said no fists. No, if we use gloves, what's wrong with that? Well, yeah, no, use use. First of all. Right. Why has everything got to be for charity? Screw charity. Charity. Do you know how much charity gets every year, Ricky? How much? A lot, right? A lot. So screw charity. Why can't people just do things for the pleasure of being idiots? Well, you know, charity is good. You know, it helps save Charity is... Charity is... Some charities aren't good. Some charities are bad. Some charities are funding terror. Yeah, the terror charities. They're bad. Yeah. Generally. Excuse me, mate. Could you spare? Could you spare any change for terrorists? Uh, yeah, yes, I don't think I've got any. Um, here, have this fiver. Hello. We just we collecting for terrorists. I just wondered if we could um, possibly get your bank details. Yeah, sure, not a problem at all. As long as yeah, I get a sticker. You're a bad man. A sticker. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. I'm a bad man. <laughs> Ricky, get to the point. I swear to God, I'm going to kill I, I you. Thought, um, you know, you, you said you wanted um, was it random pleasures? Is it? Simple yeah, sure. Small pleasures. pleasures. Yeah, go on. So, you know, Doctor Who. No, what's this? Um, Doctor Who, you never heard of Doctor Who? No, what's this? What? You never heard of Doctor Who? You know, Regeneration, David Tennant, Matt Smith, all them. What? No, I don't know, what is it? Is it, is it a film? No, Doctor Who is a television show on BBC One. Um, what happened was... Uh, don't know it. Matt, Matt Smith was on... Um, what's Doctor it about? One. It's about an alien that changes into to different characters every, like, couple <sighs> of years. Sounds boring. No, it's brilliant. You should watch it on An BBC alien one, that man. changes into different characters every couple of years. That's slow. That is a slow yeah, burn. And it's great. It's good. It's good. Anyway. Right. And what was it called? Doctor When? Doctor Who. Doctor mate. Who. All right. I'm going to check that out. Right. Anyway, listen. <laughs> he, uh, at the start of it, he, 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 he eats fish fingers and um, custard. And I always thought, what? what that, that looks interesting. So I, I actually tried it, um, custard and fish fingers, and it's, it's actually really nice. I tell you what I had at um, Cosmo the other day for dessert. I wasn't going to have a dessert. And then I saw it, I thought, I'm so having that. What was it? What was it? Bananas in custard. Bananas in custard. What, like it was the war? Bananas in custard. And they called it banana custard. And I went, I'm having that. And it was the most, it was cold. I normally have it warm. It was the most bananas, banana custard. It was the most... And it, it re- just calling it banana custard underplays, banana custard, it underplays the fact there were actually bananas in the custard. It was incredible, Ricky. Yes. Unlike your pathetic phone call. Oh, three, four, four. 
Could Doctor, Doctor Who, A, is not a real programme. B, he doesn't eat custard with fish fingers. Does he? Where's, um, where's Geeky Pete? Pete, is there any truth before I completely cut Ricky off? Now, this will, this will be the test to see if Pete's listening to the show and if he's not, he's blocked. Pete, is there any truth that Doctor Who eats custard with his fish fingers? Let's see if Pete takes part. And if Pete doesn't take part, that means Pete isn't listening. That means Pete is reported. Um, to the police, to the authorities, for being a terrorist. And cancelled. And cancelled. Stay there, Ricky. Stay there. Let's go to Alistair. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Let's try again. If I go to Alistair. Greetings, music lovers. Oh. oh. I'm wearing that T-shirt which says, Music is my therapy. What T-shirt is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, good evening. Welcome. Um, I um, was in a bit flap just before the, your show started. You were in, in some what? In a flap. In a flap, okay. My TV stopped working, oh, and the, the app that I listen to you on is actually part of the TV, and it kept turning itself on and turning itself off again. Story of my life! Oh, cheeky bugger! Cheeky! Oh, you cheeky self! Put that away! Is how I talk to myself all the time, and I live on my own! Me too. <laughs> oh, anyway. God, we owe, God, we owe that um, weird guy, that the pervert that just... Uh, sorry, that last caller, Ricky, an apology. Yeah, Why? Doctor Who did have custard and fish fingers. Why did he do that? I don't know. I know he's got, like, two hearts. I didn't know he had fish fingers. I don't know why. We don't know the whys or wherefores. So, Ricky, Ricky, uh, Alex, could you get Ricky back, please? I need to... Um, Ricky, don't lose that number. I need to apologise. I need to apologise. Thank you. Uh, and, Pete, thank you for being a true fan. A true fan and keeping it staunch, Pete. You're one of the, you're one of the greatest fans a guy could have. Thank you. Staunch. Yes, Alistair. So I just wanted to wish you good luck for tomorrow evening. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Um, Everyone knows we're not going to win. Because an eight-year-old has hexed us. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to see if it's going to be broadcast. No. It's not. Apparently. It'll be really boring. It'll be boring being there. But here's the thing. If we do lose, I'm going to stand up and go, It's a fix! Her eight-year-old hexed us! <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Wright's up there getting his, his award. That's ours, you son of a gun! <laughs> And the oh. second thing was, I just wanted to say, you know, in, when you talked about last night about Peter Andre, whether he hugged people or touched people or not, yeah. whether that was a lie. When I come to your show in Birmingham in April, will you let me touch you? I'm, do you know, here's my thing. We'll see where we are in April. I'm actually thinking no. I'm actually thinking no, because I'm starting to get precautious. Yeah. about this corona thing. At the thing tomorrow night, I'm not going to shake hands. No. I did this, I did a recording today of a podcast with um, Ellis James and Lucy Beresford. And there were four other people there, right? And I came in and I shook everyone's hand. And Lucy came in and went, I hope you don't think I'm rude. I'm not going to shake hands because of the coronavirus. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah. And last night, when we finished and Daryl took over, he came in with some disinfectant wipes and wiped down the headphones. He probably got his own headphones. Wiped down the desk, wiped down the faders. And my initial reaction, as it always is in those things, is, <laughs> what an idiot. And then I've been thinking about it all day and I thought, yeah, that actually, that's a sensible 
precaution. We had Lizzie Cundy in here. She just got back from Italy. Imagine Lizzie Cundy spreading it all over the place. It could be awful. So, um, so I tried to get some disinfectant wipes today to use in the studio, and I couldn't find any. So... No, they said a young man from Bolton had bought the whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> and and Daryl tried to sell me a pack for £25. <laughs> um, so... I'm going to see where we are in terms of the coronavirus in April, but I think possibly not. Possibly not. And I hope people say take that for the way it's intended. I, you know, I've got an old mum and I've got kids, and I think this is. I actually think the coronavirus is. is I don't think it's going to kill thousands of people in this country. I think it's going to be a bit of a thing. I think it has to spread. It has to spread and get a bit bigger. And I would like to. Um, make it so that I can see my kids, really. So, in answer to your question, Alistair, we will see where we are in April. Okay. But I'm going to be... I'm going to reserve the right to say no. Yeah, yeah. precautious. Why not? I mean, they reckon only 1% of those who have it will pass. But, no, uh, they think it's yeah. between... No, 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 they think it's higher than that. Is it? Yeah, they. The, I've heard figures of, of between two and three percent mortality rate. Whereas the flu. Let me get this right. Hang on. Uh, mortality rate of uh, coronavirus. I've been following this. I've been following this. Um, mm, oh, oh no, it's a hundred percent of people die. No, that can't be right. <laughs> Hang on. Um, uh, uh, the fatality rate... Coronavirus fatality rates vary dramatically. Okay, just give me the basic stats, you piece of trash. The sample's overall... Okay. Okay, some estimates say 1%, some say 2.3%. So, in a way, we are both right. Yeah. Um, whereas the flu is, is like 0. point something. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well... Anyway, um, I look forward to the show in April. Thank you, mate. We'll look forward uh, to seeing you too. I'll still enjoy it, even though I won't be able to shake your hand. Okay. Nice one. We'll wave at you from a, from a distance. Uh, nice one, Alistair. Thank you, as always. Uh, we need to... Uh, uh, Ricky, I would like to offer you the humblest, the humblest of yeah. apologies. I was a piece of trash and you are a god. You're not worthy. Yeah. I am not worthy of licking um, the um, toe jam from between your toes. I am sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes, my hot, my geeky, idiotic Doctor Who fans, um, uh, who yeah, are the yeah. scum of the, this show, have, have said that you're right. Doctor Who does eat custards and fish fingers. And I'm sorry. They all got my back. And you tried it. I did, and it was, it was lovely. You should try it, Ian, honestly. Um, Get that fish fingers down your throat and custard. Cold custard, cold fish fingers. It can't be hot. That down. sounded like a threat. Get that fish finger down your throat. Get those fishy fingers down your throat, Ian. Ricky, you are a very, very d depraved human being, but I still apologise. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Working, sit down, take a load off, let's get this microphone up, let's get some real broadcasting going. Nope, next one, along. No, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, oh, we've got Dylan is our work experience this week, and um, you've been answering the phones. Yes, have. I have people been polite to you? Yeah, so, so far I haven't met, haven't met a sweary person. Okay, well, well. You're, okay, you, can you see the tweets in there? 
Uh, no, good, I don't. Good, good, good. <laughs> I've been getting someone's someone's threatened to kill me with coronavirus. Gosh, <laughs> yes. Um, well, if they've got it and they're feeling up to it, that's good news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 the, it's the usual guy who tells me to kill myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's still going. Why is he listening? Weirdo. I think he's a bit obsessed. I think I think John needs help. I think John needs therapy more than I ever could. You've been helping Alex with the phones. Yeah. Well, how come you two are getting on so well? What's going on? Uh. I don't know. He's just a cool guy, is he? <laughs> I guess so. Okay, all right, all right. Well, just it feels like it feels like there's something going on between you two that we're not privy to. Like you're starting a mutiny or something. What you don't understand is that what goes on in there. Yeah, that's that's their gang. Yeah, we're a different gang. We are. They're going to tell us. We're, we're, we are a different gang. How are you finding it, Dylan? Yes, yeah, it's, it's good so far. You enjoying yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, you were on a bit of a high last night. Have you come crashing down to earth when you realise that this is all pointless and really no one benefits from it? Yeah, basically. So work experience. So we're talking about work experience. This is your work experience. Yes. And did you... So this is through the school? Yeah, well, do the council and do the school. Okay, and I know that me and your mum kind of had to jump through a few hoops because it's not... this Doing this isn't the traditional work experience in as much as... Um, it, you know, it finishes at one o'clock at night and there's, there was a whole question of how's he going to get home? Is he going to be safe? Who's going to keep an eye out for him? And obviously yeah. I'm taking you home, which is an absolute pleasure. We had a great chat last night about UFOs and time travel. That's where the real show happened. Um, so we had to jump through a few hoops. What were, were there other options of what you could have done? And I know you've been to work with your dad as well. Were there other options of what you could have done? Um, experience? Well, the council told me that I was allowed to work here, but the school seemed to think that they didn't. Losers. So, so they told they, they took me out of a few of my classes and they showed me all the other options. Go on. Uh, showed me all the other options to replace this this week. And um, what could you have done? Well, it was it was one, and it was to work in a front desk at a computer. But uh, work in a front desk at yeah, a computer. Yeah. So Doing it was like a, it was like a desk taking taking like. Calls and like complaints, basically. Oh, complaints! Oh. You say suddenly yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> so yeah. actually, quite similar to this, <laughs> to this show. And and that, that's listen. Those are important jobs. You know, every, everybody's job is important. And I certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't knock it. And I get why your school. I, I was joking saying your school was scumbags. I get it because they got your safety yeah. at heart. And also they, you know, they want to make sure that we're not. You know, like drinking loads and doing loads of drugs, and you know, and 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 we make sure we keep we do that behind your back, so Cut you don't right see down, it. Yeah. Cut right down. Um, but yeah, no, I can understand that. Um, and what other kind of stuff were your friends doing, your peers doing? What, what, what jobs have they got? Uh, a lot of Tesco. Right. Yeah, most people are working in Tesco. A few people are working in vets. Plus, a lot of, a lot of people working vets in... Vets would be quite an interesting one to work in, yeah. I guess, if you dig animals. Yeah, there's a lot of horse girls working in vets. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are working in, like, primary schools and stuff. It just seems like a way to get cheap labour, doesn't it? Really. Um, if you I, get someone good, if you get someone who's hopeless, it's a pain, isn't it? For a uh, week? Yeah, it is. Um, work experience, I don't think, was compulsory at our school. It was if you wanted to and you could find an outlet, you were encouraged to. But it wasn't... This was compulsory, right? You had to do yeah, something. It, if, if you don't, then they send you to do all the janitor work that... School. At the school, yeah, yeah. Is there anyone doing that? Yeah, quite, <laughs> quite a lot. Quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. God, because um, I would have found uh, I at fourteen, I was shy, man. I was really shy, and I found it very difficult to act. To I find it very. I mean, I was loud with my friends and obnoxious with my friends, but around adults, I found it very. 
I became very subservient. I've got a real issue with kind of older men for various reasons. And I would become very subservient and very quiet and would hate to give, couldn't give my opinion on something. Does, is that kind of, does that kind of ring true with you, do you think? Or, uh, it depends, you know, it depends how friendly the person is. Yeah. You've been very helpful, this, you know, these two shows. You've been coming up with some stories and found, finding some bits and pieces. Um, and I'm going to send you on another drinks run in a minute. I'm sorry, but that is, that's what, you're lucky you've only made one round of drinks so far. Most work experience, are the, you know. Um, but this isn't what you want to do Well, uh, I mean, that's what, that's what work experience is for, yeah. you know, to see if it is or if it isn't. But, you know, I don't really know yet. No, but also, because I know that you do stuff on YouTube... Uh, very, not, not very much okay. anymore. Okay, you've knocked that on the head, have you? Yeah, basically. And is that something you'd want to pursue more, or do you think you're kind of done? That's, that's that? the dream for most children and, you know, early teenagers, but you see quite quickly that's not really realistic. I, the, the moment's kind of gone, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You had to get there at a certain time to get that few, wave. A few years back. Cause, yeah. Because, the, the, you know, YouTube's dying completely now. YouTube's terrible for monetization now. They've yeah. changed the rules yeah, completely. Yeah, um, there's, um, they changed it. So you, you can, like, choose whether you think your video is able to get monetization. But then, it, I don't know, it's really strict because they have... Cause so if you're a kid, if your channel is mainly for children's content, yeah, you actually learn earn less money right. than, than you would if it was you know, for older, so a lot of children's channels have had to make it more about teenagers and right, yeah. adults just to make, you know, more money. For the but there is, I mean, here's the thing, because a lot of people our age, Catherine, a lot of presenters are go, oh, YouTubing is, is, isn't a real job. YouTubing, being, a, being a, uh, an influencer, that's not a real job. Well, actually, it is now. It is, you know, it, 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 and people still can make it as a streamer, and I include YouTube and Twitch and uh, uh, all the, what's the one on Xbox? Mixer. You know, there's all these, people can make it, it's not very many. In the same way that when we were kids, people could become pop stars. Yeah. People became pop stars. But it was a tiny, tiny number of people that wanted to be pop stars that actually became pop stars. But at the same time, God, I mean, we were, I was making radio shows in my bedroom. Yeah. And imagine having had that facility... Yeah. When we were, I mean, perhaps it's a good thing that we couldn't, because, you know, I was terrible to my staff, my sister. Mm. Um, but... What, my uh, eldest daughter says, t we were having this conversation in the car the other day, and she said, I don't know what I want to do, maybe a YouTuber. And I said, you know what, it'll probably be something different by yeah. the time you grow up. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't rule it out. No, no. Like when, I, when we wanted to get into, well, when I decided I was going to try and get into radio, how dare I? Well, I but someone's to, got to do it. I wanted to be an actor, and as I told you, you can't be an actor. That will never happen. Well, actually, I've been in a, I've been in a movie with some big stars, and I've been in a TV series acting. All right, they weren't great, and I wasn't good at it. But, and also, it could be argued that this job itself is is kind of a variation of acting because yeah. there's a little bit of theatre involved. So to be completely dismissed from that, and when you hear these old farts, it's normally men, my, white men my age. And well, what is this YouTubing nonsense? It's not career. Well, you tell that to people like Dan TDM, who's worth twenty five million. You know, you tell that to those well, people. To, you have become successful. Yeah, to be as successful as that, you kind of had to start YouTube yeah. a few years ago and then just keep on doing it and get lucky. Yeah. That's basically what had to have happened. If you start YouTube now, unless you're insanely good at something or you're already famous on like a different platform, yeah. 
it's, it's, it's quite unlikely. Also, you have to put well. the hours in as well. Yeah. It's not like you go on and you do 20 minutes a day. You've got to, you've got to go and film the stuff, you've got to edit the stuff, you've yeah. got to be good, you've got to have the personality uh, to do it. Not all these people are acting as soul traders either, are they? Let's no. be honest. When I remember when I first started watching makeup tutorials on YouTube about five, six years ago, maybe mm. more than that. Um, I remember thinking, these these girls are great and they just seem to be doing it from their bedrooms. And then you look at the contact details mm. and there's an agency involved. Mm. You know, this is a very slick operation for a lot of them. What was, you know, I did the names just popped in my head, Martha Lane Fox. Wasn't she like one of the first, dot, remember the dot-com millionaires? Wasn't she like the first British dot-com millionaire? When everyone, when the internet started, sort of like 98, 99, 2000, when it really started to take off. And quite a lot of people very quickly made a lot of money and people were like well this is they were calling it like the new um gold mining in you know you, you go to california to gold mine this was the new gold yeah. mining everyone's going to get rich and a load of people got rich but then a load of people lost a load of money including i think martha lane fox she started she co-founded lastminute.com right okay um in the early 2000s she's 47 She's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. when you go, ah. But did she lose it? Or did, did, she, did she, was she one of the few that retained it? Let's see. Then. She was appointed Chancellor of the Open University in 2014. Let's go back in time. Go back in time to about Let's 2006, see. 2005. Okay, but no, I think she... Maybe she, maybe I she, think she did it. all right. Okay, cool. Good for her then. She good resigned her. from her position as digital champion in late 2013. Yeah. Okay. Listen, if you want to phone in with your work experience stories, you're very, very welcome to. Uh, your your small pleasures. I've got some stories and bits and pieces. If you want to give us a call about anything, dear listener, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's take, I tell you what, uh... Because the call's a bit quiet tonight. So let's, uh, let's have a quick round of pass the chat on. Now explain the rules to the listener who may not know what it is. Dylan, you can sit here and uh, if this works, it'll be a laugh. If it don't work, ooh, nothing, nothing wasted. Gosh, what is that lip balm? That's... Is that a minty one? Quite simply, dear listener, you give us a ring, you go straight to air. For how long? Well, that very much depends on when the next caller calls. It could be 10 seconds, it could be 10 minutes, it could be for the rest of the show. We can't put the phone down on you unless you are racist, offensive. Well, offensive is um, personal. You know, if you're using offensive language, for example... Don't say the N-word because that's racist. So you'll have room repeating yourself. No, I never said it. Well, you were, that's what you were thinking. No, I said offensive, for example. So, yeah, that. You said you were about to say an offensive word. I wasn't. To illustrate offensivity. Why would I do that? To illustrate offensivity. Because you, you were basically going up a cul-de-sac. I wasn't. Ring us up. Stop showing off. <laughs> oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. And now we wait. You phone up. You're on until someone else phones up, and we just wait, Dylan. We just wait. And this is one of if any skill you're learning this week, the skill to sit inside a sound-proofed studio and say nothing. That's the skill with the lights down low. That's the skill. Now we just wait. Give the phone number out, please, Dylan. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 
Oh. <laughs> I like that at the end. That was good. All right, we wait. We wait. We got a call. If you want to stop this call, you've got to phone up 0344-499-1000. Good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. Oh, that was quick. I was expecting Dylan to answer the phone. Hello, Ian. Dylan can answer the phone if you want to talk to him. Dylan, you're through to Russ. Hey, Russ. Well, you've bypassed it. Oh, hello, mate. You're doing a grand job. I, I, actually, I can't even say that, can I? Because you didn't even know. You're doing a terrible job. You didn't answer the phone. Ian did. <laughs> but you're doing a great job. Is he doing a great job? <laughs> Or is he doing a terrible <laughs> job, Russ? I'm confused. He's confused. Well, He's 14. This is an important age in his life. He's going to go I'm home and just wonder. Maybe I'm doing a mediocre <laughs> Hello, Cass. Let's have some sense. I phoned up to tell you... Fresh out. ...why I believe... I'm sorry, I don't mean to shout. Sorry, I'm just so far away. No, no, no. I said I'm fresh I, out of sense. You, you're not shouting. You're you speaking beautifully. But also, I know you're far away, but that's what phones are invented for. I know, yeah. It's clever, isn't it, really? I'm like, anyway, let's call it. Yes. I phoned, up, I phoned up to tell you guys why I think you should win tomorrow's award. Okay. And it's honest, it's from the heart. Uh-oh. And Here I mean it. Here we go. Here no, we I'm go. I'm not changing the tone. I'm not changing the tone. What it is, is you guys have got a show format that no one else has got. Is that... <laughs> the death mark, No, this is love making music. <laughs> Romantic saxophone music I'm playing now. Oh, it sounds like the death mark. This sounds like the sort of music you used to have on those red triangle films. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You you have a format which is highly polished what? because without either one of you, there's not much of it left. And that's not fair on Kath. When she stood in for you last week, she was amazing. She's a fantastic broadcaster, as are both of you equally. But the show was lacking a little bit. What? <laughs> the, the show. And Russ! <laughs> I feel like I Russ! Russ, why do you, you hate me so much? Russ! It was going so well! <laughs> why do you hate me so much? All I've ever done is love you. I know, I know, but, you know, the truth will out, won't it? Well, it turns out, Luckily yeah. for you, Russ, we're going to line two because someone else has just called in, passed the chat on as soon as someone else phones up, someone else comes on. Line two, you're on the wireless. It's going to pop Russ on my S list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, line two. God bless America. It's Chuck Winkle. And a really good evening to you and to little Dylan there with his little propeller on top of his hat and the Candy Crush on a stick. Line one, we're on the wireless. You can, by the <laughs> way, you can phone back as many times as you want. Dylan, 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 Dylan. D-Y-L-A-N. D-Y-L-A-N. This is weird. Dylan, 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 Dylan. <laughs> what this song's called? Dylan. I can't cut it off until someone else calls in, so I'm sorry if you're feeling uncomfortable. What was your name again? <laughs> Michael. Michael. <laughs> Please, someone phone Dylan. 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 
Thank God, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind of games you're playing here, John Wayne, but I got some really big, serious news. We are playing past the chat on, uh, Chuck, and as soon as someone else calls in, we have to put them through. Isn't that right, Catherine? It's true, even if it is Super Tuesday. Yeah, pass the chat on, pass the chat on. Right, got some big news for you. Ring me back after 12 o'clock. No. But then it will be not Super it. Tuesday anymore. Surely you've got some hot news. Kathleen. Line one, you're on the wireless. Wow. Line two, you're on the wireless. Jeez. Hello, line two. It's, you know the whistle thing that goes like that? Oh, yeah. That's the noise that's going... Like that. Is that right, line two? It's a whistle thing? I think it's armpit farts mixed in with a whistle thing. I'm so glad we've got you here to translate this. <laughs> oh. We can't cut this he or she, it's a he, off until someone else calls in. 0344 499 1000. Sounds like armpit farts, the whistle, and a baby. <laughs> Trapped the under an armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Line one, you're on the wireless. There's been a week. There's been a week over in America. We got the results of the awards tomorrow. Just that you know. Yeah. What, what awards? Our awards? Yep. Line two, you're on the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, come on. Chapter <laughs> Catherine! Catherine! Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> so, I forgot to say that everyone in the country needs to watch Dark Waters, the movie. Great film, and you want to get rid of your Teflon pans afterwards. So, uh, yeah. That's I've got Mark Ruffalo in, who is dreamy. Yes. Yeah, but I followed him on Twitter because I thought he was dreamy and then he got very dull. Oh, he's boring. I mean, most people are boring, Catherine. But he's dreamy with it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> he's, I mean, what's the thing? No Mark one knows, everyone knows there's no such thing as a, a Mark Ruffalo. A Ruffalo? What's a Ruffalo? Well, a Ruffalo? Why didn't you know? Yeah, it's, it's a thing. He's dreamy. Alan says, I think you may have nicked this format from a previous US show, Tut. There's no such thing as an original idea, Alan. I think you may have nicked your last name from a famous dead left-handed guitarist, Alan Hendricks. So <laughs> <laughs> don't accuse us of the old plage when uh, we're going we're to find a plage pit for you. Anything else, Alistair? Yeah. Line two, you're on the wireless. The leak of the awards and reaction. You want to know who's one? The leak of the... Right, so just Chuck, so you're in America, and for those who don't know, Chuck is our American correspondent. And for some, re for some reason, the British uh, ARIA radio awards have been leaked to America. Yeah, it's like when all that Elton John stuff came over here. 
on all the Elton... So when Elton John was more famous in America than he was... Okay, all right. Well, then... I mean, do you want to know, Catherine, or do you want to find out tomorrow? No, I, I don't want to have to um, compose my face. Go on, then. Yeah, who's one? Oh. Yep. Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> oh, God. Ian, okay. Ian, Ian, Ian. He's a real human being. It used to be a computer. Ian, Ian, Ian. Line two, you're on the wireless, thank God. Kathy shot for Catherine. Ian shot for Ian. Dale is short for Dylan. <laughs> Alex is short for Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> and he hung up on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Alex, I've got to ask, is Alex short for Alexander? Yeah. How did he know? How did he know? Psychic powers. They're watching us! <laughs> right. That was fun. That's all. That was fun. We'll go back to normal services. You'll get either... Don't forget, if Dylan answers the phone to you, dear listener, you get five points. If uh, Alex, short for Alexander, answers, uh, you get ten points. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You know the rules. You can phone in about absolutely anything. If you want to chat... If you want to chat about coronavirus, if, you, if you're worried about it... I mean, we've kind of... Um, uh, we, we're not doing that now, Chuck. You don't want to know? Well, we're not, we're not doing that now. We okay. finished that. We finished. We finished the past the chat on now. Yeah, I know. I'm just bringing in the give you a nose and one of the area. We can't take we the what? The area. <laughs> we can't. Okay. Well, if you phone back again, you can speak to Alex, which is apparently short for Alexander. I've worked with a guy for 15 years. I've only just learnt that. Um, and th then maybe you'll get on afterwards after the news. Alex, ring me back after 12. I'm a busy man. No, you've got... No, no, no. You have to ring him up so that he can put the call in the system. He's, he won't ring you back now. You have to ring him up. Nah, shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you were planning to do with the award, should you win. <laughs> what has happened? All right. I think we all need to just cool out, everybody. Dylan... I would love some drinks, please. I've okay. got a long list. I will tell you what that is in a minute. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath and Dylan and Alexander on Talk Radio. Talk Radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, 
I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Here we go! I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine 0344 1000 uh, we are off tomorrow, Catherine and I. I don't know who's doing the show, I don't care. Uh, we're at an awards ceremony, it's the Radio Oscars. Yep, we're up for two awards. If we win, we're going to get absolutely wasted and make a baby for the show. No, we are not. Not enough booze in the world. <laughs> and if we don't win, we're going to get absolutely wasted. We're going to make two babies for the show. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, it'll be, it, we'll have a good old night, a good old sing song. We're going to see some old friend. Deely will be there. Deely's going to be there. And probably old boss. be all right. I don't want to talk to her. You don't have to. Good. I don't have it's to, big, do I? It's a big room. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, it's the Palladium. Dazzling London Palladium. I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't want to speak to our boss. I have not... <coughs> I have not forgiven them for the way that they treated me at old place where I was sacked, where I was forced to resign... And forced to sign an NDA. Yeah, how's be that working out? Yeah, I can stick it where the sun don't shine. I won't be paying them the 20 grand back. Um, it was money that was owed to me. And uh, simply because I stood up for my gay brothers and sisters. That's all. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're, we're there tomorrow night. Back Thursday and Friday. The next week, uh, I'm going down to four days a week. And Catherine is taking over on, on Fridays and doing the show um, a cappella, which I think means naked in some countries. And um, and we're going to do that for four, five, six weeks, and I'm going to see if it makes my life better. I think it will, actually. The money is the thing, but I think that the, the the reduction in stress, I think, is going to be significant. Actually, it's going to be significant, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, by the way, if you're if you, you if you uh, are a program controller or head of programming at another radio station, and you meet us tomorrow. Come and say hi. It's a joke! It's a joke! 0344 499 is the telephone number. So earlier on, Danny Baker, who I'm a big, big fan of, posted something that looked fun to me. I haven't heard it, but it is... Um, let's have a little... Let's, let's get this up on YouTube, and we'll play some of it. Um, it is from a television programme circa 1956 about mental health issues. Um, and it's it's a, a, a housewife from the early 1950s taking LSD. So let's just have a little listen. Let's just see where this goes. Here we go. <clears throat> I love these old black and white things. Dr. Sidney Cohen interviews a research subject and administers LSD to her at the Los Angeles Veterans Administration Hospital. Because for a long time, they thought LSD was the cure for schizophrenia, depression, all of these. Wasn't um, Cary Grant on some sort of experimental Cary Grant was a big fan of LSD. Thing. Frankie Howard took LSD um, as part of uh, a, a treatment to stop him being gay. Wow. Yeah. How did that work out? Um, well, it didn't stop him being gay, I think I think he had a breakdown after it as oh, a really? result of it. I think so. Gary Grant, on the other hand, proselytized about LSD. Here is part of an interview with the subject just before LSD is to be administered. My husband is an employee here at the VA, and he told me that they were looking for normal people, and uh, 
I volunteered. I see. Um, do you feel you're normal? <laughs> I hope I'm normal. I, I think so. Well, uh, a little while back, you took uh, quite a series of psychological tests, and uh, uh, I can assure you that you're a very stable and uh, well-balanced person as a result of the tests. And uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, coming here and drinking this strange uh, uh, material? I'm a little, a little nervous, perhaps. Well, I think that's normal. Well, I think it's time for you to have your lysergic acid. Drink yeah. this down, and we'll be back after a while and see how you're doing. So it's old typical black and white thing. Is that there's a guy in a suit, a doctor in a suit, pale suit, and a normal housewife. I can't work out her age because they always look older than they actually are. I bet she's about 26. Yeah, looks kind of mid-30s, so probably 26. Very nice straight woman from 1950, early 1950s America. And she's about to drink. This is a glass of water, colorless, tasteless. It contains 100 gamma of LSD-25, one-tenth of a milligram, the equivalent of one-six-hundredth of a grain. An ounce of this material will make 150,000 such doses. Let us observe the effect some three hours later. Well, she's doing the classic... By the way, don't take drugs, kids. Don't take drugs. She's doing the classic thing of... Her finger is pointing and she's sort of moving it slowly in front of her, backwards and forwards. Well, tell me. Well, I just couldn't. I couldn't possibly tell you. It's... It's here. Can't you feel it? This whole room. This... this everything is in colour and... And I can feel the air. I can, I can see it. I can see all the molecules. I, I'm, I'm part of it. I, I'm. Can't you see it? I'm trying. Oh, it's just like, like you're released or you're free or. I don't know how. I can tell you. How do you feel inside? Inside. I think it's time she went to bed. <laughs> wow, inside? I don't have any inside. Very familiar. And this is the 50s. This is before, you know, the, the, the Grateful Dead and Sergeant Pepper and, and all of that. Is it all one? It, it would be all one if, if, if you weren't here, and if, 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 if nobody else, yes, everything is one, I, you have not Everything is one, my God, because that is the, you know, there's the classic Bill Hicks routine about taking LSD, and he goes, you know, you always get news reports about guy on LSD jumps off a building thinking he can fly. What about if the report actually said, you know, that a guy takes LSD and he connects with all of the stars in the cosmos and he realises that we are all part of one great magnificent thing and we are all connected interdimensionally. And, and that seems to be the, com the, the, the thread here. Nothing to do with it. I am one with what I am. I can see everything in colour. Everything. You have to see the air. You can't believe it. 
and and the dimensions and all the the prisms and the rays and, and everything coming down through you and and moving. What does this all mean to you? I've never seen such infinite beauty in my life. Boom. I've never seen such infinite beauty in my life. I think they're, they're doing experiments on it. Every now and then, they get LSD kind of comes back in fashion uh, with psychiatrists. Um, uh, Ardy Lang was the, was the, was the main guy. Ardy, was it Ardy Lang? He was the one who said that um, insane people should be, that should be allowed to indulge their insane visions. And if someone thinks he's Napoleon, well, then talk to him like he's Napoleon and, and see where that goes. Um, but I think they're, they're kind of doing experiments on acid again. Doesn't lead anywhere. I know they were talking pointless. about mushrooms, mushrooms in works, uh, depression last depression. year, weren't they? Yeah, it's apparently it's a way of pressing the reset button. And this is proper studies have done this, you know, really in-depth scientific studies that for some people, taking what we call magic mushrooms can be a way of resetting, pressing the reset button. Not so you end up speaking Spanish, you know, but... Um, it's a different button. And I think there is something in that. It is weird when you think about it. All right, LSD is a chemical that's made in a laboratory, LSD-25. But it is weird that um, psychosyllabin and magic mushrooms and things, they grow normally, they mm. grow naturally, and they're illegal. That's weird, isn't it? That, that, that they're illegal. And they grow... I could never find them. We used to go on hunts for them. I could never find them. We used to be able to buy them in Camden legally. Then they made them illegal about 15 years ago, I think. Um, but they grow in, in, particularly in fields with, that have cows in. For some reason, cow dung helps fertilise the magic mushrooms. It's a weird thing that it's illegal. I've done mushrooms. And again, you know, this is my experience. Don't take drugs, kids. But... It's very similar to taking LSD, except there is none of the chemical... With, with things like LSD and stuff, there's kind of a chemical tension in you that is, is, that is you know, it's hard to explain. Mushrooms, you kind of take them, you get high, you have a laugh, you see some things, and then very, very gently, there's no, there's no horrific come down of the mm -hmm. chemicals. Very gently, you just kind of land back on the ground and go... Well, that was fun. Or if it's a fifteen hundred, you get dancing fever and you dance you get for dancing four fever. Days. It is. It is interesting, isn't it? And I don't want to, you know, go on a big thing about this, but we've got no calls, so we might as well. I'm also aware that my fourteen-year-old nephew is is here as well, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to in any way promote drug use. But the prohibition, the things that we have prohibition for, and the things that we don't have prohibition for, does seem nuts. I'm not one of those big campaigners. Hey, free the weed. But it seems crazy to me that something that grows naturally and is, you know, generally makes people chilled out. I know it, if, if people have underlying mental health issues, it, it can worsen them, it can, can exacerbate them. I know if people have addiction issues, it can, I get that. And it can make people really boring. Oh God, it makes them so dull! Maybe that's why it's, we need to keep it illegal, because it's so boring. And smelly. But booze makes people yeah, boring. Yeah, boring and smelly. Booze makes people boring. It's weird. I don't know. You know, I don't want to do the phone. Should we legalise week? Yeah, because we no, probably but, should. But... Maybe it is time to readjust everything. Because yeah. it does seem like our rules are from a time when we didn't know as much as we know now. Yeah, it seems, you know, the countries where everything is, is legal seem to have a better grasp. Anyway, I don't know. We're, we're kind of going down a slight tangent. Why have we got no phone calls? 
We've done... I'm not, it's not until Dylan looks up, is it? What have I done now? Well, if you press. Wasn't me! We've done good topic. We've done good chat. We've done good show. What more do you want from us? What more do you want from us? I bet whoever is sitting in for us tomorrow... Who is it? Is it... Don't know. Let's have a look. Is it Jamie's? Please let me Jamie's! Please let me Jamie's! Howard Hughes. Oh, it's Howard Hughes. All right, that's another good one. Uh, Howard Hughes would have been my second choice. Okay, thank you. Are you working tomorrow, Alex? Are you with Howard or are you done for the week? Yes. Beautiful. Okay, good. Second choice. Second choice. Second choice. Um, I bet he gets loads of calls. But I'll get calls from the people that don't call us anymore, Howard. So many people have fallen out with us. Some people have fallen out with me because of my behaviour a year ago, and I get that. I get that. But so many people have fallen out with us... For just I, reasons I just cannot comprehend. Well, that person was determined that we'd fallen out. Yeah. I feel a bit bad about that person because we hugged him and welcomed him back after his first falling out. Yeah. And then he, um, you know, shot on us from a great height. But, but so, I have no idea what that was. No, I don't. And, and, and there are people that, that, for some reason... Here's the other thing. There is a problem in that some people listen to the show to hear references for them, of themselves that aren't there. But there's no way you can convince them otherwise. No. No, and I've, I, you know, I've had an example of that very recently where, where, where people thought I was sending out messages that were not, that were not there. Um, i never forget when I was at, um, I was going to say LSD, LBC, and a woman caller, she'd phoned quite a few times. Do you remember this, Alex? And she would say things like, well, it's, I feel that we're connected. Oh, because yeah. whenever you mention smoking, I'm just about to light a cigarette. And whenever, and she, it, it, it was this, and I would go, that's just coincidence. That's just coincidence, man. There's no, no, I feel that we're connected and we are connected on a spiritual level i've had that thing where i've been thinking of a song and put the radio on and the song has come on but i've never made the link of ah and so they Ga must gary davis must love me <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah but i guess that's the special thing about late nights oh the joy of late nights and i've always said this you know when this station was being relaunched i came in for a meeting and i said i want this slot and like liam who had the meeting what why would anyone come in and say you need me for 10 till 1 at night he said, I don't understand. What Do you not want breakfast? If we were to offer you breakfast, would you want this? I said, no, I'm doing breakfast right now. I don't want it. He said, why not? Because we think you'd be quiet. I said, no, too much pressure. Not my scene. Don't like mornings. Ten to one. Ten to one at night. He said, how about drive time? We think you'd be good for drive time. So I'm not interested. If that's what you're good... This is when I still had a fairly secure job. He said, if that's what you're going to offer me, I'm not going to walk away from my current job. But if you say to me, come in ten to one at night and you can do whatever you want, I'm there. I'm there. Because it's the best. It's the best lot. BBC London is getting rid of Duncan Barks, 10 till 1, Jim Davis through the night, yeah. and Petri 4 till 6. 4 till 6, six I think. 6.30 maybe. And through the night is just going to be syncing up with 5 Live, and, and, and I don't know what's happening with the rest. And I think that's such a shame, because yes, those slots get the lowest numbers. I know that BBC London's listening figures are terrible. We can talk, you know, for a national station, ours kind of the same as theirs for a local station um and, and i get they, they get the lowest listening figures and stuff but i do think that those slots 
in terms of the radio clock, they're not the most important in a business financial sense, but I think that they have the, the biggest impact and connection with the listeners. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are, are very important. I think, I don't want to say public service because that's a little bit winky, but it, it's doing more than perhaps the numbers. You know, so I think our slot and Daryl's slot I think they're important. I think they're in, they are almost a public service. Also, if you fall asleep listening to a radio station, yeah, you're in. Yeah, you're in. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You become a part of someone's nighttime yeah. routine. Yeah, that's you. That's you for years. If you if you can keep it going. Yeah. Um, it's quiet on the phones, um, but I'm cool with that. We'll just sit here and chat if that's what you want. If you want to take part, you're very, very welcome to. 0344-499-1000. This is the late night alternative. We're not in tomorrow. So if you want to, you know, something you want to get off your chest, now is the time to do it. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Gosh. Gosh. Wow. Gosh. What should we do, Boily? What should we do? What should we do? I've got stories. Let's have some stories then. Go Let's on. Let's do stories. Go on. All right, well, how, well, how about this one? This one sprang to mind. I uh, don't know why. UK's angriest man writes local newspapers every single day for 42 Where is that from? Years. Where is this story from? Tell me what this is it's from an American news source. From the Mirror. Read, this, read the headline again. I did cut something out. UK's angriest man writes to local oh, newspaper. I writes too, because you, you did say writes. Yeah, and that's to local newspaper okay. every single day for 42 years. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? I've just remembered, again, at LBC, there was a guy that used to phone up and would, he would phone the news line. Because I was going out with one of the reporters, I got to hear it, and it was it kind of made the rounds. I was, Alex, again, do you remember Mr. Angry? Oh, God. And he would phone... I just want to say that this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard in my life. Your reporters are talking... It was that kind of thing, was it? You haven't got any of it. You haven't saved any of it, have you, on a file anywhere? No, sorry. I've, I've got a lot of old stuff, but not him, sadly. I've got Nana Rayburn and Coxmudger. Yep. <laughs> if you find it... All right, okay, well... Someone will have it. Oh! And, and we and it would do the rounds and, people, and you go, oh, have you heard the latest Mr Angry? And he was a real person. Was he leaving a message on the answer phone or talking to someone? Leaving a message on the answer yeah. phone. Very, very occasionally, like maybe twice in the four years I was there, he would phone up a radio show and come on air. But it was, I have to say, this is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. It. And he was like, shout, he was old. This is pre-Twitter. It was pre, now, oh, it was the funny, was, and, it, and we didn't, no one knew what his name was. So we just called him Mr. Angry was the name that was... Oh, have you heard the latest Mr. Angry? It's brilliant. He's really angry this time. Oh, God, I used to love it. If any of our old colleagues... Maybe I'll send some emails. A few people I know might actually have it. If any of our old colleagues have some Mr. Angry material, please, please, please send it over. Wonderful stuff. Go on, sorry. The UK's most opinionated man has penned angry letters to his local paper every single day for 42 years. He must be tired. He must be. Bernie Carroll, 70 has been sending daily obsessive ramblings to the, and that's in quote marks, to the Liverpool Echo since 1978. Yeah. Wow. He first wrote a letter mocking the council about something he, and I quote, can't even remember. It was one of the first of many as the compulsive writer has sent over 15,000 letters to the paper, amassing roughly 4 million words over the years. <laughs> 
that's more than many of our greatest writers. The letters were initially a way for Bernie to vent about the militant council of the 70s and 80s in Liverpool where he lives. Over the years, there hasn't been a single topic he hasn't had an opinion on. His most recent letters focus on his frustrations at the non-stop fireworks in his area and dog poo bags being left on railings in the park. You should write to the... Um, better than trees. Yeah, but you should write to the local BBC radio station. Yeah. They'll do stories on Oh, it. God, they'll do a whole I special mean, they, on they, that. That's, that one might not. They might have more interesting things to do, but no. we would have. Yeah. <laughs> he would have had a weekly feature. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's beefs. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. <laughs> she phoned him. Yeah. Bernie said... And it works on two levels because of the Bernie Steakhouse. Boom. Bernie's Beefs. We could have got sponsored. Well, yeah, not on the BBC. No, but here, we could. but here we can. Right, we can, we, can, we can get free jacket potatoes at the back of this. Dylan, you've got an out to do tomorrow. <laughs> get in touch with the Bernie Steakhouse and see if you can get sponsorship <laughs> for a feature called Bernie's Beefs. Bernie said, I'm the most opinionated man in the UK. There's nothing I won't have an opinion on. In the 80s, it was utter lunacy. I just felt angry all the time and had no outlet until I started writing the letters. They once sent taxis to give out redundancy notices to teachers. I'm sure that money was well spent. My current annoyance is with these non-stop fireworks that keep going on. Sorry, fireworks that keep fireworks. going on. It's like people have money to burn. And these dog poo bags that are hung around park railings. It's a tasteless new Brit art genre intended to prevent Provoke thought and debate like Tracy Emin's grubby beds. <laughs> I know my letters probably won't ever lead to any actual charge or solve any issues, but it's a cathartic experience for me. Writing gives me closure and I think it helps me cope with the anger I have. Well, every day, Bernie. <laughs> his letters are typically critical but also humorous. <laughs> he says it's easier to get his point across that way. The former musician spends each morning reading the Liverpool Echo before scanning the Nationals to find new beef. There we wow. go. His process involves research followed by... I mean, this is discipline. Imagine if he turned his powers to positive rather than negative. His process involves research followed by an hour where he neatly jots down his thoughts on any loose paper he can get in his hands on. He's a stickler for grammar. Of course he is and says he carefully edits every letter to roughly 250 words so they're short but incisive. After reading about competitive eating sometime in January this year, Bernie felt compelled once again to write to his local paper. He wrote, Competitive eating! Whoever invented this obscene abomination? No! And why? There are people in Yemen eating their pets and living off tree bark. No, Bernie! Competitive <laughs> eating is the best! Writing on the sudden rise of lip fillers among young women, he opined, There is something deeply unedifying about cajoling young people into undergoing unnecessary cosmetic procedures in the interests of profits, and it should be discouraged. Paying good money to look slightly like Mick Jagger is a strange way of improving one's physical appearance. Another beef he had recently was regarding the new Trans-Pennine trains. Uh, oh, Flipping it. What? Here oh. we go. He said... Trans Pennine have recently introduced their state-of-the-art fleet of trains built in Spain, tested in the Czech Republic and brought to a virtual standstill in Britain. <laughs> well, Bernie takes the time to write a letter each morning. Only three or four get published each week. <laughs> three or four a week? That's still in... You, you know. should have a column. That's yeah. a column. Yeah. I would give him a column for that. Of course. He recalled how in 1997 or 1998, an editor had it in for him and boycotted his letters, which left him in the wilderness for nearly two years. 
He said, I've been writing for so long, I don't know how many reporters and editors have come and gone, but one guy had it in for me. He boycotted me letters and I didn't see one published for nearly two years. It was like being left in the wilderness. Who wrote this? This is exactly what he wrote. And nothing with my, with nothing but my angry thoughts, but I sent them anyways. He said he used to write a letter by hand after spending 20, uh, but after spending 20 pounds a week on postage, 20 pounds a week. Post stamps are well expensive nowadays. He now drafts them by hand and sends them to the paper via email, which has made being angry more affordable. Mm. <laughs> a linguist fluent in German and Russian, Bernie hates the word amazing, but said he's only beginning to learn about emojis and is a fan. Bernie, who's been married for 20 years. That poor woman. That well, poor, poor He's woman. quiet every morning and that's a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Said, I'm just getting my head around emojis at the moment. It's a great idea, but I haven't been able to use them yet. The one word that always annoys me is amazing. It's like the only adjective anyone ever uses and it's completely lost its meaning. Bernie and his wife, Stephanie, never had any children. <laughs> he was too busy. Yeah. No, which is why he believes he's had so much time to write to his paper. God, imagine. He said, I've been writing letters longer than I've been with my wife and I think writing them probably saved my marriages. I don't have to pester her anymore. I've got no children, so maybe that's given me more time to write letters. I don't have time for children. I've never been able to commit to doing anything in my life other than letters and my marriage. For Roger, could you shout, she is a tart? She is a tart! This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. all of our calls by the way i know the guy who is doing the pr for brian wilson he's the guy that got me to interview brian wilson twice oh, so hello I've, I've sent steve a cheeky little dm saying steve is brian available for any interviews any chance of two, a pair of tickets for Bryson, please? Um, he he got me tickets for like a special gig that brian wilson did in for like the 40th 40th would work anniversary of pet sounds and it, we were in the front row in the front row of a theater and brian wilson at the end of god only knows the whole audience stood up and sang god only knows back to him and he just stood there like oh, i don't know what to do <laughs> and it was beautiful it was beautiful you know brian wilson concert is a weird experience you kind of think okay how much is how much is in there yeah. <laughs> how much is that of that guy is actually there i saw mickey rooney in panto yeah you could virtually see the hands pushing him on. Yeah, I saw Glenn Campbell on his last tour, and I kind of wish I hadn't. He was playing, um, wasn't class. It was uh, Julian Banjos. He was on the guitar, and his daughter was on the banjo, and he was a bit of the way through it. He was a fret out. He was he was up one fret too high, so it was all completely out of tune. And didn't you blame them? He blamed his daughter. Yeah, and they took it because they knew they knew what was going on. Um, but uh, and there was a few bits where he, he told the same joke like four times and it was just a bit... The whole audience was willing him on. I mean, I interviewed him for that tour, like a couple of months before that. Is that the one where he tried to leave with you? It was me and Eloise, who was a producer at Absolute, and um, so nice. He's such a handsome man. His eyes, my God, his eyes were incredible, really tall. Never seen tall, old people. And... Um, but he was gone. He was with his wife, who was so lovely and so kind. And I'd ask him, I, I sensed quite, uh, the PR said, because the Alzheimer's story was out, but the PR people said, you won't notice. He's fine. 
And the first question was, there was a stumble. I thought, okay, I'm going to keep this nice and simple. Tell me about meeting Jimmy Webb. Who now? Jimmy Webb, who wrote Galveston and, you know, some of your biggest hits. How did I meet Jimmy? How did I meet Jimmy? It's like a really famous story. How did I meet Jimmy? And his wife went, Glenn, you remember you heard a song on the radio and you liked it and you got in touch with the record company and they it was one of Jimmy's. And Oh, yeah, that's how I met it. And then at the end... We finished and we thanked him and we thanked his wife and his manager and there were some people there and he left with us. And we had to do that thing that so many people have to do with their grandparents. We said, Glenn, no, Glenn, you're, you're over here. This is your manager and that's your wife. Oh, God, yeah, of course, I forgot. I'm so sorry. And it was just... Uh, oh. Yeah, God. If when you want to cry, have you seen that documentary? Yeah. <sighs> is it, what's it called up? I'm still here, or that's not I'll, me. I'll be me. I'm still here is the Joaquin Phoenix thing, isn't it? Um, anyway, it's just, oh, man. It's such a shame. It's such a cruel condition yeah. because they look the same. I mean, they st- towards the end they don't, but they look the same and they have moments where they are the same yeah. for yeah. a while. And the music definitely kept him well for longer, I think. I, I, I think that's almost scientifically proven that, that that has an effect. It certainly kept him well for longer. And had he not still been playing and stuff, I think he would have uh, um, degenerated a few years before. But doing that tour felt a little... Uh, it felt a little uncomfortable. But it's that whole thing of who's going to tell Dad we're taking the car keys, I imagine. I think they could have taken the car keys and he wouldn't have noticed. I don't think he would have noticed. What, that he wasn't playing anymore? That he wasn't on tour. Oh, man, that's awful. Yeah. And I, I do feel there is a similar thing with Brian Wilson. I can't, part of me thinks... Does he want to do let that? Let him rest. Yeah. Let him rest now. He's done it. He's, he's done it. He, wrote, he wrote good vibrations. He ain't got to do any more for us. He ain't got to do any more for us. But, you know, it's an amazing band. Al Jardine sounds exactly like Al Jardine singing Help Me Ronda in 1964. You know, it's, 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 it's definitely worth having some of, you know. So, um, yeah, let's go and watch an old man who doesn't really want to be there performing his greatest hits. You fancy that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> See that? Do you remember when we saw Mike Love? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who doesn't realise he's an old man. Yeah, yeah, God almighty. I mean, <laughs> I've, I met him and that was a thrill. That was a real thrill, you know. But, uh, I mean, Mike Love's 78 now, I think. 76 when we saw him, probably. And it's, I, I, you know, these people are going to be dead very, very soon. What very, do you know? <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> very, very soon, you know. These people will not be around much longer. Yeah. All of my heroes are in their 70s. Then, then, who, then who do I go and see? I'll be yeah. richer because I won't be buying tickets. But then who do I go in in five years' time? Who do I go and see? You know, no one probably. Whenever um, I play the Beatles in the car, my youngest always says, "Is this is this one left? Yeah, is this one left? Yeah, She's trying to work a, out who's still there." We have a lot of that. Which ones? Which one's dead? And um, yeah, you know, it, it, I was thinking the other day, oh. There won't be any more monkeys left soon. Few years, you know. They won't. They're in. They're in this late seventies. There won't be any more monkeys left soon. Eight years since David Jones died on Saturday. Like Saturday just gone. It's nuts, huh? Mm. Um. 
That Glen Campbell documentary, though, is incredible. I'll be me. Even if you're not massively into Glen Campbell, it's just... It's, 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 it's hard work. It's, it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. Yeah, be in the right frame of mind for it. Yeah, be ready for a good old-fashioned cry. Um, let's have a quick break. 0344. I'm not giving out the number. No one's calling in there. He's tempted to go home early and get da- let Daryl fill. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344. Sorry, was that a bit too... It was very loud, but oh, let's do it. Three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. I just feel... Where are the calls? I don't know. I've gone quiet. Well, these... I, I was just saying to explain to our worky. These are the, the shows that we get paid for. When there's loads of calls, we do it for free. And then when there's not many calls, these are the ones that we get paid for. I'm going to take uh, line three straight to air. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kat. It's Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Hi, I've not got much to say, but you asked for somebody to call, so... I don't know why there's no... why we've got no calls, and it's not... We don't normally put out topics, but we put out some topics tonight. Um, and we're doing the usual shtick. Is it over, Fiona? Is it over for us? No, they're probably watching football or something. Oh, uh, yeah, scumbags. That, that, those quarter-to-one games of football, <laughs> I hate. How's life going for you, you Fiona? There could be someone... Some other country that they're watching via satellite. There'll be something going on. How's life going for you? Uh, just okay. Just okay? Yeah. You sound a little bit down. Mm, just missing George, I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's it's always... it's When there is someone that you are madly in love with and they are not with you because they have passed away or because of circumstance... Um. You just feel like, oh God, I'd love to tell them about this. Do you know what I mean, Kath? I yeah. just, oh, I, oh, I, I, I'm watching this film and it's better than I thought. I'd love to tell them about, I'd, I'd love them to be sat here watching this with me. And I guess when someone's passed, maybe it fades a bit, but I guess it never quite goes away. No, never. Um, I have subscribed to your wonderful Twitch channel. Oh, Fiona, thank you, madam. I couldn't get my own nickname on. Oh. So I'm on as George's woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep calling me George. <laughs> oh, no! Okay, okay. Well, then, uh, now I know who you are, I shall not call you George anymore. If I remember. <laughs> I'll forget, because I'm an idiot. So I will I will do my best to remember, and if I don't, you're, I'll give you full permission to give me an electronic internet boot up the backside. It's absolutely fine, I'm... Thoroughly enjoying it. Nice one, Fiona. What's the weather like up there? Is it cold? Yes, mm. I'm actually underneath my duvet at the moment, so I'm quite warm. But yeah. I'm also that age, so you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> freezing down here at the moment, and uh, I, I got, got home last night and I forgot to put the heating on before I got home. Oh, it was cold, man. It was cold. I'm done with this. Let's get let's get a little bit of let's get a little bit of warmth, please, baby Jesus. I oh, pray for a little bit come of warmth. On. I don't want it too hot. It's not that bad. <laughs> we, we had the we had the windows open one night and we were lying and we were like, oh, this is quite cosy, the pair of us. And the next morning we discovered it was minus fifteen. Flipping <laughs> it, absolute nut job. 
That's insane. <laughs> the windows open weird. No idea. Mm, I do like. Oh. I, I, I'll be honest. I do like a cold bedroom, and this is, I think, partly why my marriage broke down. Is I would. I do like having windows open. I think it's healthy for you to have windows open in the bedroom. Yeah. Otherwise, you're breathing in like dead skin and semen and what? dust. All the all the dust that is accumulates in a bedroom. <sighs> that's going into your lungs, and that can give you emphysema. So it's yeah. good to have a window open. God. Uh, during the, the storm, I were win my window got blown off. It's um, right, we had to get somebody in to fix it because it was completely blown out of its casing wow. by the wind because it was open when the wind. Yeah, flipping that. Mind you, the front door blew wide open and the wind came up the stairs and turned our hatch inside out for the attic. So. You don't want that. What? Are you sure that wasn't the poltergeist? That was George. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's, angry. He's, 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 he's keeping an eye on you, Fiona. You've got to be careful. <laughs> he was angry because my daughter's boyfriend's come to stay and he brought the police station with him and um, yes, we man. could never afford things like that. Yes, man, the PlayStation <laughs> is in the house. All, all pro productivity is now over. And I accidentally, he always wanted to get a television, but we never quite got the money together for it. Mm. And I then managed to, to save the money, and I said, I'll buy the television for George. And we've only got a little house, and I accidentally bought a 50-inch screen. <laughs> <laughs> so here he was playing the PlayStation on this huge screen, and the door blew open. And I thought, I wonder if it is George come yeah. home angry. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, because TVs used to be like 23, 20, 27 inches used to be a big. 32 mm. inch was like, whoa. But now if you've got, if 50 is like the norm. Yeah. 50 is the norm. I think mine is 50 inch. And at the, I, before that, I had a 42 inch. And the 42 inch looks tiny compared to that. It's, what a world we, we live in. We had a brick. We had a huge brick before. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, we don't. We weren't once for spending money that we don't have. So, um, but it, the colour had started to go and everything was right. So we had to get a new telly. I had a telly like that that you, um, someone gave to me when I had my own place. Yeah. And uh, you could see round corners on it. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of bent at the sides. It was just. I missed the. I missed the TV repairman that would come round in a blue jumpsuit with a like a, a toolbox and would come and fix mm -hmm. the tv after everyone had had a good bang with the top of it yes well it's just your parents <laughs> um yeah no they would and, and they would come around and and fix it and and of course now you can't even take those things apart you know it's uh, those things are, are, are built to last for four years and then they break down or they you can't upgrade the software software in a tv yeah. and you gotta chuck it Canny, they're canny. Yeah, when we, we moved into this house um, 10 years ago. I got rid, and I wish I hadn't done it, got rid of the telly that I'd been using for years. And it was one that was bought from my granny in 1982. And we were still using it, and the picture was still wonderful, and everything was great. And we got rid, and I wish I hadn't bothered now. I wish I had it up in the bedroom, because my mum gave me a flat screen for the bedroom, and it went... Don't, within three months of me getting it. You are better than that. Don't I keep thinking, oh, if I had a TV in the bedroom, I I would never leave the bedroom. The cats wouldn't get fed. I wouldn't get fed. You're better than a TV in the bedroom, Fiona. 
Ian, I've got ME and fibromyalgia. A lot of the time I'm confined to bed. That's just an excuse for being lazy. I'm joking. Well, in that case, I, think I that will... that should be on prescription in that case. In that case, I will allow it. I will allow it, but... Um... I got into listening to your show, actually, in the hospital. Um, I was taken to the hospital about a month after George passed, and we thought it was just a broken heart. We thought it was grief. Yeah. And then I went for a, a, an assessment for PIP benefit, and I collapsed again. Mm. Um, by the time it got to October, I couldn't move out of the bed. So I got hospitalised, and they discovered that I had severe anaemia, yeah, yeah, and that my blood count was 62, and it should be 120. Wowzers. So that's, that's where I finally got into listening to you, cause well, then get rid of the, again, again, you're arguing against yourself. Get rid of the TV and just have the radio, Fiona. Come on. Well, the telly's burst. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Well, in that case... The only, the only thing I'm annoyed about is we got a video come DVD player and a friend committed suicide a few years ago. Oh, and I have a video of him on it and I desperately want to watch the video to hear his voice again. Yeah. And that's all I want the telly in here for. You can get video yeah, recorders dead cheap on eBay now. Yeah, I've got one. I just can't... Oh, oh. oh yeah, you haven't got the telly. Right, I've got, I've, I've got you know, You've got the video recorder, you haven't got the telly. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Fiona, I, I will allow you to have a television in your bedroom because you've put forward such an excellent case. And thank you for your call. I appreciate it. It's always nice to talk to you. Uh, Sloop John B. Hadouken, Ian Lane, Hadouken, Catherine Boyle. And, uh, Hadouken, Sloop. What are you saying? Hadouken. Hadouken. What's that mean? Listen. In? It's like we throw a fireball on a video game. Okay. Hadouken, Hadouken. Oh, Hadouken. But uh, listen, speaking of Dylan, right, I had a conversation this weekend and I wanted to get your thoughts on something, right, because okay. it's to do with drugs. Okay. But as we're parents, right, I, do you know about this new craze, drinking lean? which no. is the cough medicine mixed with lemonade. No. Well, I was speaking to a young chap because I was going to buy a T-shirt, which was about that, and I was sort of thinking it's a little bit dodgy buying that. It's, you know, putting out a bad message. And this young fella said to me, actually, I drink it on the weekends, you know, when I go to the studio to record. And I was done, I, it was really difficult because I didn't know what to say for once. I didn't want to judge him or anything. But he was explaining how they do it, and it just sounded really dangerous. You know, he sort of said, well, we pour the well, coffee. Well, don't, well, don't, wait, 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 Let's not do the recipe now. Yeah, don't no, tell no, sorry, us how sorry. to do it. No, sorry, that, sorry, sorry, sorry. What's, <laughs> Dylan's there, right? Do they talk about this stuff in schools? I mean, is there a, I mean, do I need to be having my talks with an 11-year-old, or is this something Do they that, you know? talk to you? Well, here's the thing, Dylan's history is, is slightly, because he was in New Zealand for a few years, so he's kind of been all over the place. Do they give you drug talks at school, Dylan? Not really. Not not really about drugs, more like puberty chats. Puberty chats, oh, yeah, there's God, a drug. Oh, I remember having drug chats in school and it just made me want to try drugs. The copper come around and he passed around, you know, a little bit of hash and and it would make yeah. me want to try drugs. Here's the here's the the, the, the thing. I I you know, um my history of drugs is 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 very dark. Um, but but when I was growing up, my heroes were Brian Wilson and Sid Barrett and Keith Moon, one of whom yeah. died and two of whom went nuts because of, primarily because of drugs. There, there were other issues with, with Sid and Brian, definitely, but... I've got to check at history. But I, no, but hang on, but I never 
acknowledge that as part of the story. I would just get you the, saw the rock and roll. Part. I saw the rock and roll. I saw the creativity. I saw the rock and roll, and I was able to disengage from the death and the mental health issues, okay. and just think, well, this is fun. And I never connected with the the serious stuff. Well, all I could say to him was just be careful. I mean, because I, I can't tell him no, but it was just, you know, I, don't, I just found it to be slightly unnerving, and I'm not, I'm not going to buy the T-shirts now. No. But it was just, I didn't want to say to him, oh, don't do that, man, or be judgmental, because he's got to experiment, and he seems to enjoy it. But it just, all I could really say to him was like, you know, listen, dude, just, just take it easy with that stuff. But uh, maybe I'll have to talk to the missus and see about what the right time is to have that conversation with the wee man. I think you know? it's... I think, at 11, I think it's always okay. To, to, you know what language you can say to your child that is understandable and doesn't create fear. And I think 11, yeah, it's a great age to start talking about those kind of things. You know, I, I, here's the thing. I get told off sometimes, um, not for a while, but told off sometimes for making it sound like I'm encouraging people to take drugs. If, if that's what people think, then they ain't yeah. listening. But I also no, know that a 46-year-old middle-aged, overweight middle-aged guy saying, by the way, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> no one's going to listen. I didn't listen. I didn't listen when I was a teenager, when I was 20-something, when I was 30, well, I stopped when I was 31. But I didn't listen. I wouldn't listen to someone saying, oh, don't, don't do, don't do that. That's really, get stuffed. What do you know yeah. about anything? You know, it's, it, it, I think people have to learn for themselves. People have but to learn for themselves. There's a bit of education there. And I think if you can talk to your parents, you see, for me, it just was, my parents were lovely, but I'd never felt I could talk to people about that. And I think what I would love to do is have my son come to me and go, look, I'm thinking of doing this and rather than just going, no, just say, okay. What are you doing and how are you doing it? And do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, here's the thing. They're, they're going to do stuff without talking to us because they'll find some reason that they yeah. don't want to talk to us about things. But if you yeah. are available and, and you get some of the Just bases sure. covered, then hopefully it'll make them a bit safer. Most people who use drugs use them, use them, can use them recreationally and, and, and not have a problem. A lot of people can get away yeah. with it and, and, and that's fine and that's great and I'm envious well, of those people. One thing he said, there was one thing he said that, that again, that, which was the part that unnerved me where he said that he knew a couple of people that were starting to have a problem with it where they couldn't stop doing it. Did I say so that? that's where I was like, ooh. No, oh, he said other that. Guy. Yeah, um, yeah, he said that. So, but I, would, I did want to say to him, well, you shouldn't be doing that because that's not, no, but I don't the, think that's the right thing to do. The penny will or will not drop when he sees his mates suffering yeah all i can do right i tell you don't, don't take drugs that's not going to stop anybody doing it but but all i can do particularly for my kids but also people around me is i can just let them be aware of my history and that if they do develop a problem there is an alternative i just have to be a living embodiment of the message of 12 step fellowships that there is an alternative and that you don't have to do that uh, but hopefully you know most people can can use and 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 they can have fun with it and they can put it away it's some people who have the disease of addiction and and they cannot do that. Uh, George is addicted to phoning up this bloody radio show. Yes, George? I am. It's now 4-3-2020, so it's an 11 Jesus day, Christ. Is George, stop with this numerology bollocks, please. Please, 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 stop it! Boring! It's the justice card, and hopefully today you, you'll both win an award on Justice Day. And, well, no, but it's uh, Justice Day for everyone. So that means everyone's going to win an award for Justice Day. No, I, I hope it's written in the script that you, you both win an award today. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I tried LSD a few times in 1988. You don't say. 
and I, I didn't have didn't have any the effect experiences on you. that other people have on it. I just saw oh, how boring. dirty and dusty everything was. Yeah, that's one of the things. Well, I, I was expecting some real psychedelic experience of colours, and all I got was the opposite three times. Oh well, and uh, and then. And then I went to prison because I sold some LSD to a couple of News of the World reporters and they made me out to be the master pusher behind the acid house craze. Which was was far from the truth. But uh, it's it's interesting. Well, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) I've I've kind of lost. The, I'm going to get. I, I feel we've talked too much about but drugs in front that, of my nephew. But and that I, phrase, yeah. "master pusher behind the acid house movement," was something what, I wasn't expecting. What went wrong with the calls tonight? We had some great calls, by the way. Thank you. But what went wrong with I the calls tonight? I don't think you can unpick it. Sometimes it's just the way it goes. I do sometimes think. I'm not suggesting that we do this because we couldn't. We couldn't afford to. If we stopped for six months, I sometimes think that people get too complacent both us as, as as presenters but also the callers get too complacent and um don't i don't know i just feel maybe we need to do something to encourage new callers because here's the thing most people that listen to a radio show will never ring do we do we take the plunge and do a new callers only phone in i mean that's always a that's always a punt i'd love that Oh, God. What's the worst that can happen? This. What, Daryl walking in? Hey! hey I'm here, guys, don't worry. Where did you get your wipes from? Because I want to get some now. I, I was inspired by you yesterday. Um, just, uh, just, the, just, the, just, the, just the shop, mate. Just yeah. the shop. Just the shop, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get some. They're I think quite it's common. Well, he couldn't find any. Well, actually, no, I mean, I don't know whether maybe we are at a point now where they, they start yeah. to run out, aren't they? I know that we haven't... Somebody was selling uh, hand sanitizer on the internet for like, 100 quid or oh, something. Oh, stop. Like. Yeah, well, yeah. I've sold three, so I'm doing all right. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, then, Friday, new callers only. <gasps> Let's try it. Or maybe tomorrow. Well, maybe, maybe. We're not doing tomorrow. Ooh. When's Thursday or Friday? Who's doing tomorrow? Howard, Howard Hughes. Hughes. Oh, Howard Hughes. I like Howard Hughes. Have you ever seen a UFO? Uh I don't think so. Joe Pasquale has. Uh, so have I. Have you? Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, me all me about my that. Ex-wife. So we saw, we were stood on a balcony. My ex-wife is, is, a, is a reporter. Actually, she's very straight down the line. We stood on a balcony in North London, and it was about five o'clock in the afternoon. It was a lovely day, and the sky was clear, and one of us said, wouldn't it be funny if we saw a UFO now? And the other one, yeah, that'd be weird. 30 seconds later, no word of a lie, we saw this bright white light moving in a straight line across the sky, and I went... Can you see that? And she went, yeah, I can. We went, that's not an aeroplane, is it? No. And we saw a UFO. And you preempted it as well. Talk radio. Oh, is that it? Talk (laughs) radio.